and welcome to our Stranger Things podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hunterscript on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And my name is Brittany Ray, and I am currently eating ice cream. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. Today we were to say about season three of Stranger Things. So I know that we said that the next thing on this feed was going to be our first season two, but now we're like, we lied. Wouldn't this be cool? Yeah. So friends aren't supposed to lie, but we lied. <laughs> Basically, in our Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast, as we watched the whole thing, we recorded our thoughts in between each episode um and we put those in the episodes and so we were going to do that for this and we thought why don't we just post them exactly like why not yeah so stranger things 3 came out today and so we're watching it all in one day we sure a lot of people are um we have so far seen episode one and of course we have thoughts so this podcast will be spoiler free as we are recording in between each episode so you can listen along as you watch, if you want. I will make sure to edit in long enough pauses for each one for you to go and watch the next one, as we will also be doing that. Yeah. These small pieces will not contain our segments. There will be no favorite line award. That will be for our longer podcasts once we finish season two. Uh, and if you've seen all of season three already, I hope that our theorizing sounds real dumb. Because oh, it's gonna. Because we are bound to get some stuff, like, majorly Heck wrong. and wrong. Yeah. So we've seen episode one. It is called Susie. Do you copy? Is Susie real? That's, Yeah. I mean, this has, we don't really have much of a format for this because I just wrote down some stuff. Yeah, we just talking. Is Susie real? Is Susie real? I think, yeah. I think, because why would Dustin go to all this effort to prove something that wasn't real? Like, he's either that, like a bigger idiot. Either that, or he's, like, calling her, and, like, it's supposed to be, like, some other person from camp who's supposed to, like, be masquerading as Susie. And, mm, like, okay. like, it's clear that he expected someone to answer, because otherwise he would not be staying out there. Exactly. He, like, the stakes are way too high for him to have been, like... For, to get all up Like, there. for it to be yeah. a charade. I'm like, I don't think it would ever occur to him to fake it. It's like a charade? Charade, charade. <laughs> oh, boy. I am illiterate. Good thing I am a journalist and a podcaster, so either way, the words are not the things for me. It's just like, you know, like, it's kind of like you have a girlfriend in Canada kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but would it ever occur to him to think of that? Like, yeah. would it ever occur to him to do that lie? I guess maybe if he's jealous of other people in relationships. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. Um, I wrote down some stuff here. It's pretty minimal, as in... You know, just small stuff. But okay, so the first thing that we get is June 28th, 1984. So that is months before season two. Okay. Which is interesting because then why didn't the gate open? Did it not open in Russia because it was opening in Hawkins and there could only be one opening or what? And then, That's a really good question. And then if so, then if it's opening now in Russia after it's been closed in Hawkins, how is that going to affect our friends all the way over in America. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, because it's clear that the Russians want to use it for some type of weapon. Yeah. Because, I mean, all sci-fi tropes are like, and even real life ones are, hey, let's engineer this. I mean, look, they did it with MK Ultra in the last season, right? Like yeah. weaponizing sort of things we consider science fiction. But yeah, how would that even, I guess it would affect someone like L, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If she has access to it. I mean, they were using her to spy on the Russians. I mean, clearly something is happening with the rats, you know? Like oh, fully. I called it the rat tornado. <laughs> I hate it. Thanks. Rat tornado. Like, clearly something's happening here. I'm just not sure what yet. Scientists, why? 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 Why is, it, why is this scene literally the opening to the Avengers, though? 
Why are you doing this? This also, this happened in Into the Spider-Verse. Did it? Yes. Okay. This sort of thing where it's like, I have, I have a special machine and there's one on this side and one on this side. And if they hit in the middle, then it's like, whoa, a portal to multiple dimensions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so one year later, so obviously we're in 1985. I'm guessing we're also at like the end of June. I wonder how many Star Wars movies are out by now. What a great cue. Are you going to look it up? Alexa, when did Star Wars Return of the Jedi come out? In the United States. Star Wars, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi was first released about 36 years ago on May 25th, 1983. Okay, so, so that the, the original trilogy was finished by now. Interesting. Okay. So that means that Malevin and Lumax have been together for about eight months. If we're thinking it's also June 28th, yeah. like around June 28th, so end of June, because um, we were at the end of October last time, and so that gives us November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So that's eight months, mm-hmm. um, which is a long time for Malevin to, for still, be, uh, for to still be in the freaking honeymoon phase. Yeah. It, like, like, you've been ditching your friends a lot for a long time. I mean, but it's summer, so they probably don't get to spend a lot of time together. So I, um, I mean, obviously they're kid, they're kid relationships, so, like, any opinion on them is like, okay, they're kids, but I prefer Lumax to, um, Eleven, if we're just gonna be giving opinions. And it seems like they're, like, they're writing it to be like, we're not supposed to like Eleven, you know? I, so, I, I don't think that. so. What do you mean? I think that they're writing them that they keep ditching their friends. Mike is a jerk to Hopper. Like, it's clear that we're not supposed to like Malevin. See, wait, like, my thing is, I think they're acting more like typical rom-com teenagers. Mm -hmm. And Lumax are acting more like, you know, how I act in relationships, which is just... You're my buddy. Yeah, like a normal, like, you're, I'm dating my friend and I'm really happy about it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think Malevin are supposed to be, like, the stereotypical teenage couple. Sure. I don't know if we're supposed to dislike them, though. uh, I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to dislike them either, but it's clear that we're supposed to think that they, that Lumax are more likable. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know. I'm out here not liking Malevin so far. I'm like, guys, hello? Exactly. And I mean, again, they're kid relationships, so it's yeah. like, whatever. We're adults just talking about this, so. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who cares? I, know, that's true. I mean, we're talking about it from a writing standpoint, though. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, it's been a really long time. If, it, if they've been together for eight months, it's a really long time to just keep ditching your friends over and over that's again. That's true. Like, if it had been like, oh, we've been together for two months, I would get it. But the fact that they've been together for eight months and they're still pulling this crap. I'm like, guys, I understand that it's summer and now they get to hang out all the time, but it's like, aren't you going to take that opportunity to hang out with your friends as well? That's a good point. Like they're leaving at four and like Dustin literally just got back from camp. That sucks. That was sucky. Yeah. And you could tell he was really hurt by yeah. that. Yeah. Like leave Dustin alone. Upset. But also speaking of Malevin, mm-hmm. um, Jopper talking about Malevin, um, Jopper's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I appreciate them being like, it's been eight months, and Joyce is still not over Bob. Obviously, like, Bob freaking died. Oh, Bob! So, like, I respect the heck out of her being like, no, I can't date you, Hopper. Um, oh, same. But, like, speed it up! <laughs> For me! It's a slow burn! We're yeah. only on season three! Yeah. Why did the why did the rat tornado need the power? Like, it turned off the know. power to the mall, and then it became a rat tornado, and then it turn the power back on and I'm not sure why like how the power outage tracked with that yeah because it I guess it had to generate some kind of electrical field maybe maybe like I don't know I mean obviously it's just really unclear what the rat tornado even is at this point yeah and if you've already seen all of season three like a lot of people have you're like you two sound like idiots (laughs) we're staying off twitter I know that it's out there and I don't want to see it but right now we just we don't know what what that is. Yep. So I don't 
that I just don't have an answer at this point. Um, Joyce is wearing Jonathan's shirt. It's and that's so cute. cute. She does it all day. She wears it all day. Nancy plus sexism is obviously terrible, but mm-hmm. Nancy plus sexism is a more interesting storyline than Nancy plus Jonathan. Yup. That's just tea. I literally, like, saw the episode, like, description, (laughs) and I was like, man, Nancy and Jonathan are hanging out again. I enjoy Nancy, and I enjoy Jonathan, but when they're together, they are so boring, Mm -hmm. and I hope that this season, like, obviously this is only episode one, and so I don't want to, like, give any, like, huge judgments just yet, but I just find Nancy and Jonathan so dull together, and I am incredibly excited that I, I just hope that... And also, it gets better. Yeah. And also, sorry if you enjoy that ship. Obviously, a lot of people enjoy that ship. So, of course, like, we're not saying that ship sucks. We're saying, as viewers, we don't personally enjoy it. We don't find a lot of interest in it. To me, Nancy and Jonathan is the equivalent of Riverdale's Veronica and Archie. I know that people ship it. Mm-hmm. I know that it's a good ship for them. For me, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. So, like, they started doing stuff together and I was like, no. But also him falling over and stuff. That was all. That, that was, was funny. pretty cute. That was funny. But yeah. Like, Nancy trying to be a career woman and coming up against, like, some really classic, like, sexist tropes that come out of, like, especially journalism. Mm-hmm. I love this for her. Yeah. I love this plotline. And hopefully it actually goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which, I, I mean, obviously it is, because yeah, she knows about the rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well... Yeah, she knows about the rats. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, first of all, we're getting domestic Jancy, so it's clear that they are also still together, duh. Yeah. But that she's a secret. Not necessarily she as a person is a secret, but they are not necessarily sleeping together, but, like, she's staying the night secretly. Because she, like, had to jump out the window. Which is so weird, because Joyce clearly knew. Also, Karen, where are your kids? Mike spends all his time at, like, Mike spends all his time at Eleven's house now, and so I'm like, who hangs out? Like, the Wheeler house used to be the hangout, and now it's not. I mean, I, I don't think Karen notices anything that isn't Billy. You. Which yeah, is we'll talk about that nasty. Yeah. Oh, my next note was long live Yertle. I was so pleased to Yertle's see that Yertle still the alive. Is still alive. Still, still waiting for. Um, I was promised an explanation for Chester the dog this season, and oh. I'm waiting for it. I'm gonna be sad when yeah. we get one. I think Dustin's been to a lot of summer camps. You think? And yeah. Okay. Well, I think like he was wearing. He just wears these shirts that are, like, from very specific things. I love him. So, I feel like he's been to, like, a camp every year. But, of course, like, this year he was, like... It was the first summer where, like, Eleven was here and Max was part of it. And so, of course, he wanted to stay. But, of course, like, then probably his mom was like, please go to this camp. And also, Dustin is interested in that sort of thing, clearly. Exactly. So... I'm sure he had a good time. But He's a little he probably, he probably felt like he was missing out a lot. Let's talk about Karen. Okay. Do we have to? Yes. So, I mean, the whole time I was sitting here being like, what about Ted? And of course, it's like, what about Ted? Who yeah, cares like, Ted about Ted? Sucks. Ted Let's sucks. be clear. But I'm also like, what about Ted? My thing is like, what about the vows you made? Yeah. Because like, I don't know. I come from a child of like a, a divorce mm-hmm. because my dad cheated because he's terrible. So cheaters to me are just like, uh-uh. So the minute Karen started contemplating that, I was torn between, yeah, you're in a crappy marriage, you should get out of it, but don't do that by cheating. Yeah. And especially with a teenage dude. He's not- I mean, he- I know. He's technically teenage because he's like 19, 19. but he's definitely of age. They've graduated high school. I know. And like, I know these things. I think it's just like, I I do think of him as like, I mean, 18, 19, like a teenager. She has a teenager- like, yeah. I don't know. Nancy's the same If he age. were, like, a little bit older, like, maybe in his 20s, they'd be like, oh, okay, get a girl. But yeah. no, he's, like, barely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely legal, but that doesn't mean it's cute. Exactly. <laughs> and 
And also, he sucks. He sucks. He's a terrible person. Yeah, he's like, a really bad person. How does she not see through what a bad person he is? Well, the abs are very distracting, I think. Well, we also know, like, we knew already that Billy was going to be possessed this year because when you look at the- The trailer. The trailer yeah. and the poster, like, Billy is off by himself in the darkness and stuff, so we knew that it was probably gonna be Billy. I'm honestly happy for Dacre that he only had to be real Billy for one episode because yeah. Billy sucks. Billy sucks. When he called that kid, what did he call her? Um, Lardass. Yeah, okay, first of all, I was called that as a kid, so, like, that gave me war flashbacks. Did you? Because you couldn't remember what it was. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> and you're gonna hate this. I was called so many names that I couldn't pick them, so I was going between Lardass, Lardo, and Fatass. Hmm. Because those were all names I got called. Isn't that nice? So interchangeable, really. Yeah, they're all, they're so swappable. Yeah. Just like her, like, jumbo Versatile. Oh, versatile. <laughs> Come through. Yeah. So, yeah, um... He just sucks, and I'm really cool with him dying. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really liked the scene in which, like, I, God, I can't stand Ted. He doesn't do anything. Oh, Ted, you suck. But when she's getting ready, and she takes off her wedding ring, and she goes, and she sees Holly and Ted, like, asleep together on his lazy boy, I was like, why do I feel something for Ted in this moment? It's because I just, like, I would, I know that Karen is not happy being married to Ted, but I just, like, she would rather be with Ted than Billy, and I know that that's hard for her because... She would rather be with Billy than Ted, but but it's not clear whether or not she was going to go. And then Billy got in that car accident, which like honestly he was due for a car accident because he oh, drives so fully. recklessly. But um, do you think that? And I think this might be answered next episode even. But do you at this point think that she was still going to go? Yeah, and I don't think she wanted to be with Billy so much as she just wanted to sleep with Billy. Right, you know, like she wanted the thrill of like stepping out on her husband and. Like, feeling desired, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I understand from, like, you know, a human point of view. Like, you want your partner to desire you, and clearly Ted doesn't care about Karen at all, Mm -hmm. or doesn't show her that he cares. Yeah. And Billy is, like, right there going, hey, I want you. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's really, that must feel nice. But, girl, yeah, she, I think she, I think she probably would have gone through with it. She looked so confident before she saw them. Yeah. But I also feel like it's not even about either of them for them like I feel like Billy is such a jerk that like it's not even about Karen it could could even be like about Nancy just to like tell Nancy that he did that or like it could be about like whoever he could just like say that he did that and like for her it's potentially not even necessarily about Billy it's about the other women who all go to the pool and they all want Billy too and she could say like oh I yeah Billy I mean for me I think it's psychologically that she feels wanted and I Mm -hmm. think for Billy it's oh I landed a hot mom right like I think there's there's different motivations but I think you could be right too maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a mixture of all of them yeah hop doesn't even know the phrase heart to heart oh my god hop was your childhood okay (laughs) are you okay but like what's going on here I love Joey's like they're now both parents and he's having to like learn how to be a parent and it's a adorable yeah and, and, and so yeah he it. never got to he had a kid but he never got to raise her into a into teenage exactly you know? and so he's in overprotective dad mode all the time and mm-hmm. i'm like dude you need to calm down yeah. you need to calm down <laughs> you're being too loud dropper we talked a little bit about it already oh what's with the magnets falling off the fridge yeah it's because it, before it was about power it was about the power yeah the electricity and now it seems like like i was under the impression that it wasn't necessarily like a being who was like changing the magnets i thought it was like just like the magnetization in the air was suddenly like gone or that's something like still that. my thought yeah yeah so 
Also, going back to Karen and Billy real quick. Billy, someone's going to drown. Oh, yeah. While you're, like, flirting with people. Oh, yeah. How is Billy hired to teach swimming lessons? Exactly. That would be such a freaking oversight by the person who was hiring. Like, someone lets him near kids? Yeah. He's such a dick. Mm-hmm. But I bet you he scares the kids into, like, not reporting anything crappy that he does. Yeah. Um, and lastly, also, the other thing that I had about the Billy storyline was um, when he gets, like, pulled into the what is it, a warehouse or something? Yeah. That's where the the rats were blowing up or whatever. <laughs> um, he had the thing where he was getting dragged and then he put both of his hands on the side of the thing to like stop <gasps> yes! himself from getting dragged yes, yes, yes. and then it like took him anyway. And that's exactly how Barb was taken in season one. Which like, you actually yelled. Yeah. Yeah. She like h- held onto the things on the, on the, um, the swimming pool. And that was pulled in. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely a parallel to Barb. So I think we know exactly what's happening. Oof. Not even necessarily because... Barb, like, full-on died, and it seems like Billy is getting possessed, which is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Eleven knows that her making out with Mike all the time bothers Hopper, which I think she does, like, go make out at Mike's house, then, where you're allowed to close the door. I don't know if she's allowed- well, I guess she is allowed out, isn't she? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they- they kind of do it just to drive Hop crazy. Also, Mike respect Hopper challenge. Yeah, Mike- I was- (laughs) I was- so just for this moment of course offended for hopper in that moment yeah Ooh, we're in trouble frick you mike who are you even he sucks he's getting a little cocky he's getting a little cocky that's I why like i that like when him. hopper was like i'm like after you do all of these things and respect me i might let you date my daughter and i was like good he's like your grandma is not well he's like oh in what way he's like i'm not gonna say i haven't thought of that part of the lie <laughs> yeah. yet do you have any other thoughts on hopper jopper or malevin no okay i've got some stuff about oh i wrote down lumax is better than malevin in my opinion that's my opinion um will usually tells mike these things like, Will is having a lot of issues right now, and he usually tells Mike about them. Like, in season two. But Mike's too freaking busy. But Mike is too busy and won't talk to him. Not necessarily I, won't talk to him, but Mike is not available for him to talk to. And so yeah. he doesn't have anybody right now. Yeah, I, um, sad. I That's sad. That's Um, is Susie real? You want to talk about Max's self-esteem. Oh, I just love how freaking confident Max is. Like, when they were talking about, you know, describing the perfect girl and Dustin says, oh, well, she's hotter than, I know who the actress, uh, Phoebe Cates. She's hotter than Phoebe Cates and she's really smart. And they were kind of, like, Max, like, kind of played, like, um, excuse me? Like, that girl does exist and it's me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I love how confident you are. Like, I'm obsessed with Max. I love her. I love her. Like, I wasn't sure about Max last season just because I feel like we spent so much of the season having other characters not like her. And so I was just, like, struggling because... I felt bad for her and I feel like we didn't get to see enough of her and the parts that we did see she had to of course always be on the defensive like she couldn't be a goofy kid a lot of the time yeah so now we get to see the full you know range of Max which is not on the defensive hanging out with her friends total dork but also really confident Mm -hmm. I just I love her well we know also that like Max and Eleven are gonna be really good friends and I can't wait to see that because right now it's just like here are the two like, I kind of feel bad for Will. Like, all throughout the summer, it was, like, Lumax Malevin. And then since Dustin was gone, it was just Will he who was, was like, the wheeling. fifth wheel. Yeah. And it's, like, do you think that they are going to explore Queer Will queer will this season? I would love if they did, but I don't think the show is brave enough to do that. Okay. Oh, I have a question. 
I so, have an answer. So, Will obviously is having issues, mm-hmm. like he always is every season. Yeah, poor baby. And, of course, Dustin is like, hello, Susie, hello, 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 hello. And as soon as Will walks away, he doesn't get a hold of Susie, he gets a hold of the Russian people. But, well, not necessarily gets a hold of them, like he hears their transmission. As soon so as Will walks something away. something about Will? I wonder if it was Will is the reason why the radio wasn't working. Oh, that's kind of dark and upsetting. Yeah. That's, that's possible. Yeah. Doris Driscoll, disease rats. What's that about? Uh, I don't know if I have enough information to theorize about that right now. Hi, I'm Doris Driscoll, and instead of calling animal control, I called the paper. About disease rats. Yeah. Disease rats. That's my new band name. So, Mouse rat. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay, well, disease rats. So, like, the rats, first of all, I mean, didn't the rats, like, carry the plague? So, like. Oh, fully. Already, like, disease rats. Yeah. But, like, do the rats get the disease and then they blow up? Do the rats... I mean, here's like, the what's thing. The, what disease um, rats? Robin and I are from Alberta. Alberta, if you actually look on a map of North America and you see where rats are found, there is a perfect blank outline of in the shape of Alberta because... We have a rat system in place there where, I like, I've never seen a rat. I've seen a rat only once, but I wasn't in Alberta. Yeah, I was in New York and it was huge. I was in Florida and it was at Universal Studios. Ew! Yeah, in a restaurant. That would never happen at Disney. Yeah. In a restaurant? I I don't necessarily know. In a restaurant? I don't know if it was a rat, because rats are much bigger. It was probably just a mouse, but it was definitely there. Which restaurant was it? Oh, girl, I don't know. It was one of the ones where you go up and you're like, can I have my thing? And then they give it and then you go sit down. Oh, the quick like service a, places. Yeah. yeah. Ew, that's so, that would only happen at freaking Universal. I didn't get a video of it. I remember I was vlogging my whole trip and I was like, oh, let me grab, get a picture. And then and then it was gone. But I was like, this was a big day yeah. for me. I saw a mouse. One time I saw a mouse in a Taco Bell KFC hybrid um, thing. And the thing that I took away from it is that mice are really cute. They are cute. I love so them. when everyone was like, did rats do this? I'm like, I don't know anything about rats. I've never seen seen them our province has them blocked off it's like there's a little border yeah no rats allowed so i think the last storyline that we have to talk about before we move on is um steve steve you have no game i'm embarrassed for you well the main thing that i pulled out of this was that his dad makes like forces him to work there yep so i think we're finally going to get information on steve's family which is great because i've been waiting yep so i'm very excited about that I'm sad that he didn't get into any colleges. Yeah, it, and it seems like he didn't apply to very many of them. No, probably not. So, yeah, I mean, Nancy was Nancy was helping him. That was, like, the thing she was helping him with yeah. at the beginning of season two. And I guess, like, after they broke up, he just didn't have anybody to help him. I mean, he could have gone and gotten a tutor, but yeah. he clearly but didn't. But he's too proud. Ugh. And well, you know what? That's kind of a him problem, then. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to, to date new girl. Robin, really quickly, do you want to tell me how much you love Steve? I love Steve. Do you love him with... With or without the hat? I prefer him without the hat. Mm-hmm. I think he was right in that in that um, sense, for sure. And how do you feel about the fact that he has absolutely no game with women? Um, see, it's... The only person that we've ever seen him date is Nancy, so it's unclear how he got Nancy, but everyone calls him King Steve, so mm-hmm. it's like... It, was what it happened? not about that? It clearly wasn't about basketball because you were garbage at that. It wasn't about fighting because you were garbage at that. So, like, why did people call him King Steve? Just because he's charismatic, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you're so charismatic, then it's like, why don't you have game? Like, like was his game after he, after Nancy dumped him, was his game just completely just shot? It actually makes me wonder, like, now that you're, like, sort of talking about this, um, maybe Steve is one of those people where you're supposed to think they peaked in high school. Because mm. he literally looks at them and he says, I'm Steve Harrington. And, like, yeah. I think he says it like that's supposed to mean something. And they're like, who? Because 
Steve was the hotshot in high school. Now he's not. And he's working at an ice cream place. And he wears that hat. And he hangs out with kids. Like, Steve has really, uh, you know, gone up in our books, but gone down in the world. Right. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Okay, we're gonna watch episode two. Finally! I don't know what it's called. I didn't look. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you in a quick sec for you. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. So we have just watched 302. It was called The Mall Rats, which obviously had like two different (laughs) meanings because rats and also like the concept of a mall rat. I was a mall rat. I was not. Tell me about your uh, days of mall ratting. I was a mall rat because um, I'm actually from, like we live in BC now, we live in Vancouver, but I was born in Edmonton. And when I was born, that was the biggest mall in the world was West Edmonton Mall. Uh, So Edmonton was home to that. So every weekend, whatever I wanted to be doing, I was at the mall because it had a water park, an amusement park, shopping, a mini golf course. God, what else does it have now? Oh, and a whole um, pirate ship. Oh, and an ice rink. Yeah. So um, you can basically, I lived at the mall. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's like even like a little tiny marine land in uh, in one. Yeah, there's an aquarium in Mm -hmm. there too. Yeah. Um, And you can ride submarines inside the pirate ship lagoon. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's very understandable that I was a mall rat on account of the mall was so cool. I was all a mall rat for when I was growing up. Like, we have a pretty nice mall now in Red Deer in my hometown, which Mm -hmm. is, like, you know, right below Edmonton. Yeah. But it's not – when I was growing up, it wasn't as nice as it is now. And so – but also, I'm like, I'd rather just hang out at my house. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I definitely got to that point. I, I don't, Actually, no, I'm totally lying. I still love malls. Oh, I love malls, I too. Love I just malls. never, I was never, like, one of the people that just hung out at yeah. malls all the time, though. I remember going to the Mall of America and, like, looking around and I was like, mm, my mall's better. <laughs> like, my mall has, like, roller coasters in it. It so. does. It really does. Whatever. Um, what storyline would you like to talk about first? Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Hopper just so we can get out of the way because it's kind of sad. Sure. Um, Joy stood Hopper up and I have feelings about it. For Clark. Yeah. For Mr. Clark. Clark. What the heck? Ghosted for Clark. So you were kind of happy to see Mr. Clark back though. Yes, I love Mr. Clark. He's a great teacher and um, he was not really present for even like the whole show. A lot of people talk about Clark, but when you like think about it, all he really did in season one was like... Be their teacher. That He was more present in season one than he was in season two. Uh, be their teacher. Show them the big radio thing. Yeah, he's an exposition tool. Um, answer the phone. Explain you know, he, alternate he was there. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, he explained the alternate universe. And he was also there when they were like, when Eleven was like in costume. And he was like, who's this? And they were, he was like, my cousin Eleanor. And I just assumed that Mr. Clark is like, why are you kissing your cousin Eleanor recently? Just wondering. Oh my god, tag yourself. <laughs> Mr. Clark walks away and he's like, those kids are so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in season two, all he really was was like their teacher at the beginning. And then you didn't get to see him very much in the season. So that's why I was excited to see him this season. Yeah. Yay. I mean, a lot of people are obsessed with Mr. Clark. I'm just like, okay, that's that's a character that's in front of my face right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopper's favorite song is... <laughs> Don't Mess With Jim. Which I think is perfect. That... Okay. Literally, Hopper said to Mike... Hey, you have to do what I say and respect me or you can't date my daughter. And what Mike heard was, I am being oppressed? Well, yeah, my other question was, like, what did Hopper say to Mike? Because it was clear that it was, like, enough. Like, he specifically said that it wasn't he was threatening death upon him, but it was, like, enough for him to be like, I don't want to hang out with Eleven right now. Which is, like, so (laughs) weird because, as Lucas said, like, if Mike had gone to anyone else... Mm -hmm. 
they could have made sense like of it so quickly, but he didn't. So mm-hmm. he just was a complete tool bag instead. So in your head, what did Hopper say to Mike? Like, what did he say? Literally all that was on screen, which was, you have to respect me and I'll think about letting you date my daughter. See, I thought he had said, like, he had said, I'm going to drive you home and then we're going to have a talk about blah, blah, blah. I think the talk was basically- And he hadn't driven him home yet. Get get your crap together because you're being disrespectful. Yeah. I was under the impression that there was more after that. I mean, there probably was, but like- the crux of it and, like, the plot-moving part of it was scared him enough to not date Eleven. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's just a dumb teenager. He doesn't yeah. understand what's going on. So he was like, oh, God, I I have to stay away from Eleven, which is exactly what Hopper wanted. So, mm-hmm. And he also says to Joyce that um, they have been together for six months. So that makes sense because they probably waited, like, the s- snowball happened. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then that was the end of December. So January, February, March, April, May, June. Six months. That's still too long for them to still be ditching their friends. It's true. Like, all of my thoughts from last episode stand. Yeah. So Hopper invites Joyce on a thing, but it's not a date, just to be clear. He's like, it seems like maybe yesterday you thought it was a date, and I thought it was a date too, but then it seemed like you weren't interested in the fact of being a date, so I'm just saying that it's not a date. And then she said yes, and then she didn't show up because he thought it was a date, and he got Flo to get him a new shirt and everything. It was- Like, I'm torn between Hop, you can't tell someone it's not a date, and then act like it's on a date. Like, that's kind of- I don't want to say manipulative, because I- I don't think it is. I mean, it might be, but I don't want to... I'm always torn between, should I really go this deep into, like, Stranger Things? Like, yeah, it's Stranger Things. Because, yeah. But I know that people think that there's a level of analyzation that goes too far, like, it's a reach, Your Honor. But I do think in this instance, there was a lot of interesting things in this episode that were... That had uh, manipulative aspects to it, I want to say. Or, like... Uh, problematic, which people hate that word too, but I mean, whatever. I think Hopper saying that it isn't a date and it being a date in his head only becomes problematic when he starts expecting date-like things from her. Like, I think just hang- us just hanging out is fine because mm-hmm. he said it wasn't a date, mm-hmm. but once it gets to the point where it's like, I'm going to try and kiss you or something like that, then that's when it gets to be like, whoa, you said it wasn't a date. You know yeah. what I mean? And I mean, I think we'll be able to see later on just like what's going on with those two. But I think Bob is still very much fresh in both their minds. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the magnets in Melvald's fell as soon as Hopper passed. I don't know if that means anything, but they had they were oh. they were up and then he passed and then they fell was down. Joyce near him? No, she was like on the other side. She was behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Which also looks like a very, very different Melvalds than it did in season one. Like, oh, fully, it looks yeah. like they have done a lot of things, which makes it, like, even sadder that they did all of these um, refurbishments. And then the mall moved in. And the mall showed yeah. up. And no one even goes in there. But, um, no, she was behind the counter, and then he was walking by, and they fell, and he went, ha-ha, clean up. And then she went to clean it up, and then it wouldn't work, so. So it, maybe it's attached to certain people. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, Hop is adjacent to Eleven. That's definitely true. But then again, Joyce is adjacent to Will, so... Yeah. Hmm, we'll have to see. All right, Larry Klein. We've got this new mayor man. Yeah. Seems like he sucks, and I'll totally kill that guy for you. Yeah. Yeah, he, um... He has big politician energy. And yeah. I know, I, obviously it means, you know, because he's a politician, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Seems shady. Mm-hmm. Larry, or I guess Klein. I don't know what we're supposed to call him. Um, I'm gonna call him Klein. Okay. Okay. He says that um, Independence Day is in four days, which tells me that it's either June 30th or July 1st. So happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. 
I just wanted to say that Hopper should have said thanks to Flo. And that bothered me a lot that she brought him a shirt, one that he specifically asked for. And she like went and like looked for that specific mm-hmm. shirt. And then he didn't say thank you. Can we talk about Hop's bad taste? I liked it. It's the 80s. No, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where I'm at with fashion is it's so bad. It's the 80s. But if I saw someone wearing that with the right outfit today, I would think that was the most fly shirt ever mm-hmm. like styled correctly that would be so good yeah but like give tan france that shirt and oh my god exactly yeah, it'd, be good. it'd be good but like on a hop i'm just like buddy buddy, buddy. No. so then yeah he's sad and she doesn't show up and i don't think she meant to miss it i think she just it slipped her mind because she was with clark Oh, exactly. I liked how he was like, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, I'm the chief of police. I can do whatever I want. Yo, literally like walking, chugging back a bottle of wine. And he's like, my life sucks. Everything is bad. But I'm the chief of police. So I am above the law. And I'm like, you are kind of the problem here, but whatever. What storyline would you like to talk about next? Whichever one you do. We have three other ones. We have the Billy storyline, the kids and Steve. Let's do Billy. Billy? Sure. So Billy survived. I fully thought he w- was either like dead or possessed. And he's like not possessed technically in like the way Will was. Or is he possessed in exactly? No, I think he's exactly like Will was because Will would be himself sometimes. Uh, and then it would just like, it would get worse and worse and worse. And exactly. And then he was completely gone. Yeah. But okay. I think Will might have more control. Just because he's done it before? Yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, Will seemed like he was actively fighting it. Whereas Billy is completely out of control and mm-hmm. doesn't know how to do any of this. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not his fault. One of the questions you asked was, like, are there copies of the whole town? Yeah, okay, so we saw people in the Upside Down that for was the crazy. first time. Like, people that weren't dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all... Or, like, attached to vines. Precisely. So that does make me wonder if everyone standing behind Billy was copies of everyone that exists in the right side up, I guess. Yeah. So that was that was shocking to me. It seemed that there actually weren't that like that many people. Like, it was, like not a whole town's worth. So I wonder if it's like just people who had been like, like, I wonder if there's more than just Billy who has been. Uh, in, in my, in my opinion, it's maybe people that have come into contact with like our core group. Okay. You know, like, you know, so a Billy, a, I guess not a Barb, but you know, a Joyce and Hopper, things mm. like that. Maybe. Interesting. I mean, Hopper's been to the Upside Down a couple times now. That's true. The lady um, that Nancy... Oh, Nancy Nancy and Jonathan is also one that I forgot to mention that we have to talk about. But um, when Nancy and Jonathan are going to Doris's house, it's on Cornwallis. And we've heard Cornwallis multiple Mm -hmm. times. um, But also, Cornwallis is where Billy said that he was headed. So clearly Cornwallis is a hub. Like, the street of Cornwallis, that's where things are happening. I wonder if he was headed there because maybe that's where the rats have made their sort of home, I'm guessing. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it seems like that warehouse is on Cornwallis. Yeah. Or close to it. So Karen didn't go. She decided to stay. Thank God. I respect the heck out of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I liked that a lot. So as soon as Billy, like, I'm just surprised that Billy showed up for work. Like, because Billy is still himself at this time. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I have to go to work. But as soon as he, like, stepped out into that sun, I was like, he likes it cold. He likes it cold. That's the whole point of, of, like, what Will said last season. He likes it cold. So I thought he was going to jump in the water. Mm. Um, Because you said that the minute he walked out into the sun, you were like, he likes it cold. And I was like, oh, that's right. So I thought he was going to go in the water. Yeah. I mean, he got into some water. Yeah. Um, but there was this one time, like, during Karen, when he was talking to Karen, where he, like, envisioned that he was, like, hurting Karen. Like, it seems like... That was scary. And we'll talk about this later, because 
Um, he like sac is like looking for a, some sort of sacrifice to this creature or uh-huh. whatever. And it's like I wonder if Karen was gonna be that, and then he chose not for it not to be Karen, and then he chose for it to be this other girl. I guess. I think maybe. I don't know if Billy knows he made a choice, but it's possible that he did. Right. I'm just like, I know I sound like, I mean, I have literally have my feminist shirt on, but it make me a little uncomfortable that his victims so far, like, he's chosen, like, in his Billy body have been women, and that he then made a human sacrifice out of a woman by kind of, it was pretty graphic. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, people may hate this, but I think because I've watched a lot of horror movies, I know that there's definitely right and wrong ways to do sort of violence like around women and this one felt more exploitive and kind of gross than well the things that he that he said to her when he was like leaning down and she was tied up and everything like the specific words yeah it it wasn't about it didn't it wasn't even necessarily about like what was happening like that was things that like once again i know this is graphic but like those are things that abusers say it's things that rapists say before yeah that sort of thing, you know? Like, so, yeah. you could take every single sentence that he made in that moment and it would be applicable. Even, even like, stay still, and it'll be over soon? Like, yeah. yikes. Yeah, you know what? That's you're to- That you totally put, like, you have your finger on the button of what mm-hmm. was bugging me was yeah. the interpretive language, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely it. And of course, if you think we're reaching, that's fine. Um, we're just having a discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you totally got it. You know what I totally forgot about until just now? I'm glad that I wrote it down because the reason why he takes her, I don't think we know her name, um, and not Karen is because he has that vision of her saying, take me to him. Oh, duh. Interesting that she said him, like not just take me to it. Yeah, it has a gender. Interesting. That's a good point. It kind of humanizes it. Or do you think that implies that it's satanic? Oh, maybe. Interesting. Okay, yeah, sacrificing this girl. Um, I think this creature is made of exploded rats. That is disgusting, and I love it. Well, um, I think we're going to talk about Nancy and Jonathan next. But Must we? Yes. Uh, and you say that every single time, and we always I have know. to do it. But when we see it in Nancy and Jonathan's storyline, first of all, we saw, like, a whole bunch of splody rats. And then in the Nancy and Jonathan storyline, we saw one of the rats splody. And then... And then move! And then it started moving, and it seemed like it was, like, going to take the shape of something else. And then I didn't get a super great look at, like, the monster at the very end No, there, it was hard to see. But, like, it looked like it was maybe... Like, after the, uh, the, the other thing moved, then that made me think that maybe this, like, it all started coming together to make yeah. this thing. I mean, the thing that I noticed when it was moving was that the tail was still intact so I wonder if it's supposed to be part of a whole or if it's supposed to be like tons of like like I wonder if it's supposed to be Lego pieces or if the Lego pieces are supposed to like fuse together do you know what I mean right like Lego rats what makes the rats explode okay so she said disease rats like when I think before. maybe overheating you think I mean what 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 else would cause spontaneous combustion yeah, Off- but how are they overheating I well that's the thing is like so in terms of like spontaneous human combustion what happens is that basically your body overheats. I mean, they've never actually been able to prove that this is a thing, but do you remember that BuzzFeed Unsolved about the person who they just found the foot? Mm-hmm. So they did an episode of CSI on that. So basically it's like your your insides become so overheated that you go... Yeah. So there must be some kind of maybe a chemical reaction. Yeah, here's my thing is it's like it's like not necessarily even the word personification because it doesn't seem to be personified. Like it seems like it's just kind of like a mass of something at this point. But like... It's like a virus comes in and then the virus takes the host, takes the host, explodes the host. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the personification of the virus. Like the virus is making its own body. 
Oh, no, I can see that. It's kind of like um, if the virus was a caterpillar and oh, it it makes a chrysalis out of the rat, maybe. Right. And, and then, then it, when it emerges, yeah. it is a gooey butterfly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess. Truly a disgusting metaphor that yeah. I just made right there. Mm-hmm. Cool. It also made me think of what, you know what? It's too gross to say. But if you know anything about a certain type of thing that does something in spiders, you will know what I mean. Okay. Um. Okay, Nancy and Jonathan... So the rats ate the fertilizer. Is that part of it? Like, I feel like... Maybe the fertilizer was sent over from Russia. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. It's clear that that's, like, supposed to be, like, a hint, but I don't know what it is. Nancy isn't a great reporter. How so? Well, she, like, shows up and Dolores... Not Dolores, sorry. Doris is like, here's what I see. And she's like, are you sure? And then she, like, says another thing, and she's like, okay, well, are you sure? And I'm like, Nancy... She's untrained, though. No, she's untrained, I know, but, like, I don't know, if I was Doris... I would be writing all of this down. Yeah, if I was Doris, I'd be like, do you know what you're talking about? Are you, like, who are you even? Yeah. She's, it just doesn't seem like... And I know that she's untrained, but it's clear that she's untrained. Yeah. So I'm like, are you the best person to be doing this? You and I both know that you're comparing her to Betty and Jughead, and I want you to know that, one, I see you, and two, in terms of, like, Betty and Jughead, yes, those two are the better investigators. Okay. Yeah. I was not doing that on purpose. But you you were totally doing it subconsciously. When you said it, I was like, you know what? They are great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, so Doris is like, oh, my husband died. They're like, I'm sorry. She's like, ah, it's okay. I like when it's quiet. And I'm like, that's first You're of like, all, hello? messed up. And then she, and then, um, Nancy's like, can I make some more phone calls? She's like, ah, yeah, I like, I enjoy the company. I was like, Doris, can you choose a story? Maybe there's something more to Doris. Maybe there is. Cause she's making some questionable yeah. statements that contradict each other. Hmm. Maybe she just didn't like her husband, but mm-hmm. if you don't like your husband, divorce him. Yeah. <clears throat> Karen. That's really all I had about that storyline. Would you like to talk about um, Steve or the kids first? Or next, I suppose. Steve. Steve. Okay. So Steve waited all month so that he could hang out with Dustin again. Um, could they not talk? Could they not do letters? I mean, I feel like it just didn't even occur to them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Robin and Steve are going to be love interests? Or do you think it like they could take a really interesting route in which they continue to just be really good friends? I to me, I think they're good buds. Yeah. I mean, if they turn romantic, I I won't mind. No. But it would be kind of cool to just see like this trio of like buddies trying to solve yeah. Russian crimes, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. They definitely have chemistry, like as as friends at least, even. Like it's clear mm-hmm. that it's not even like I that think like she has a crush on him or anything. You know, like it's not like that, you know? It's no, really interesting. She tolerates him. Yeah. And so it's clear that like if it if it's gonna be anybody for Steve, it's gonna be her this season. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I do kind of think it would be interesting if like they just didn't. Yeah. Cool. But I mean if they did, I think they would have the same dynamic that uh, Max and Lucas have, which I yeah. really like. I'm really yeah. into that idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she'd be much more fun than Nancy was as a girlfriend, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I like how Dustin is like, we could be heroes. Like, not just I'm going to be a hero because I'm the one who figured it out. Like, we could be heroes because obviously you're going to help me with this and we're going to figure it out together. Well, like, he wants a bud. Like, the the person who was, I mean, okay, the other kids were very excited and they had L over and they all, they all were really excited to see Dustin. But I think I love seeing the enthusiasm from Steve where Steve was like, oh, hell yeah, my buddy's back. Yeah. And like... Dustin's like, which okay. he didn't get from everybody else. No, like, I mean, they did throw him kind of a little surprise. A thing, little bit, but then, but then they all ditched it. him. Um, yeah, so I like that Dustin's storyline continues to be with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, he asks Steve and not his actual friends because they're all busy with their own stuff. Yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, so I believe the song is the song goes Daisy Daisy. Give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy, crazy over, over the love, love of you. you. That's not just an Indiana song, Steve. Yeah, what? He, <laughs> he was like, Indiana Flyer? And I was like, oh, I just understood it. Tell me more. Indiana Flyer is a brand. Uh-huh. We only have that brand, like, in North America. Like, I mean, or in... I just... That brand probably never made it to Russia is gotcha. probably what he meant. Yeah. But I think it's that song like, probably did. Yeah, I don't think that song is, like copyrighted to the indiana flyer no yeah i don't think so either i don't know why do i feel like i heard that song on ice cream trucks i don't i'm trying to figure out where i heard it because it's it's like it's very familiar like like i i literally know that i I literally knew the lyrics when it when it's playing and i don't know how i know those lyrics it's called daisy bell she doesn't want a space odyssey how in doctor who doctor who supernatural I think this is about 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes, I agree. And the way that I know, I think because the the robot or the, yeah, the robot sings it in 2001 Space Odyssey? I think so. Because I feel like the way that I know that is because Recess, which is a um, Disney Channel cartoon that I used to watch like every day when I was younger, had a parody episode of that and the robot was called Sal. And he, I'm pretty sure he sang the song and that's how I know the lyrics. Probably. I'm pretty sure that's it. Anyway, either way, Steve, I don't think that's just a here thing. Um, so for the kids, um, Lucas doesn't care about threats as long as it's not death. Yeah. He's like, well, did he threaten to kill you? No. Okay, well then you're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Do whatever you want. Yep. Will just wants to play D&D. I wish they would yeah, appreciate he does. Will more. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All, the, all he wants to do is play. I'll take an ace, Will. I would love that because it seems like he's not interested in that sort of thing at this point, which I think is cool. Yeah, I would so be into that, but, um, yeah. If we get to the end of the season and that's really all we get on that sort of thing, like, I'm gonna headcanon Willa's ace for sure, because, because his mom said, you'll understand, like, when you fall in love or whatever, and he's like, I'm not gonna. Yep. And so, like, that's enough for me if we don't get anything else. I'm like, okay, yeah, then that's, that's that. But, I don't know, if it was me and Will was my friend, and we almost lost him literally twice, even though it had only been eight months since that happened, I would still be keeping him real close to my heart. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they just ignore him. And I'm like, y'all know what's going on with him? And he doesn't feel safe enough to talk to them about it because they're all like busy talking about other things and like those things are important to them so like I understand but like y'all need to like check in with your buddy Will sometimes like he's been through a lot. Did you know that Lumax broke up five times? (laughs) Kate they are freaking hilarious. That's so like kids though. Yep. It's totally it's good and then um the girl who Eleven is mean to or like blows up the yeah, it Drink seems of. cruel if you don't know what's going on. The, that's the girl who rejected Dustin at the snowball. Yeah. So clearly she's a huge jerk and we don't like her. Exactly. So Eleven dumps Mike. Um, I feel like she's very valid in doing this, but if I were Mike, I would be kind of confused. Yeah. Um, cause he only did, like, it seems like that's maybe, like, the first time he's ever really done anything wrong. And obviously she's empowered by all the things that Max has said, Um, And Max is kind of just seeing it from her perspective, you know, like, oh, when this happens to me, this is what I do. And it works out because he tries to get me back. Um, And she doesn't think about what that means for other people, Um, which is fine, because once again, she's a kid. So it's, it's, it's chill. But I do feel like this was a overreaction when you like look at it complexly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
Yeah. Um, so we're gonna watch episode three. Yes! Alright, goodbye. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. Okay, so we just watched uh, 303, which was called The Case of the Missing Lifeguard. Yes. I knew from that title that I was like, someone's going to figure it out and it's going to be like a heckin' mystery. Like, and they it keep, was! Like, they keep calling Nancy Drew, or Nancy Nancy Drew, but like, who's the real Nancy Drew right now? I mean, Nancy. But Eleven and Max are also doing some Nancy drew in. I'm actually really happy that Eleven and Max are the um, investigative duo. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, Eleven needs female friends. Like, she yeah. only hangs out with dudes. And those dudes have absolutely no risk. Once they started seeing Eleven as, like, a romantic interest, like, as a woman, mm-hmm. it, they stopped seeing her as a person. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because of what they said at the beginning of the episode where they were like, no one can figure out women. Like, of course, this is the 80s. These toxic thoughts are going to be there. That's my precursor to what I'm saying. But they were like, no one can figure out women. They're all emotion and no logic. They're a mystery, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, bold of you to assume we don't also have those burping contests. Like, <laughs> he was like, oh, I can taste the Cheetos. And I'm like, literally, that happened to me the other day. Like, we are as gross. We are people, right? But, you know, once I started seeing Eleven as a romantic interest, she became this, like, otherworldly, like, mystery. And I'm like, she's already an otherworldly mystery. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I feel like Max is the first, like, woman that Elle has even, like, had for, like, a prolonged period in her life. Like, I agree. She hung out with Joyce for a quick sec. That's really an unexplored relationship. That's it? She, like, said three words to Nancy, I think. But, like, Max is the first person. Like, when, like, when, who's gonna give her the period talk, Brittany? Oh my god. Not, Hopper will have Joyce do it. Yeah. So Mike is like, uh, what did I do wrong? I'm like, you're a liar. You lie. Just be, just be serious. Just be, like, if he had just been truthful, everything would have been okay. But instead. And And then Elle would be mad at Hopper and not him. But at the same time, like, this is such a classic lesson. Yeah. Which is, lying will only like it's a momentary band-aid for a way bigger wound yeah so like he has just continued to like pull it more and more open because of this one lie right mm-hmm. like it spiraled right out of control yeah but i mean when you're young you never think about that you're just like i can lie it'll be fine mm-hmm. i know and like his lie was so bad that like his mom was listening and like oh, oh was that bad. was so funny though um hopper drove drunk and i can't support him in that yeah, um... He was really yeah. sloshed, too. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, as I said before, this is the 80s, but I feel like you knew not to drive drunk in the 80s, and anyone with logic would not, you know, be perpetuating microaggressions, but of course, again, this is the 80s. What... If we talked about this in our season one podcast, and it's that if they're going to be doing these things that we associate with, oh, it was the 80s, like that phrase, they should be doing something to combat that. So, like, um, for example, in season one, they had a lot of homophobic slurs. Mm-hmm. And they have yet to kind of establish, hey, that not only is that damaging, but maybe we have, like, a queer character in the show. And they don't, just for the record. Like, the show is full of people and not one single, like, queer character, which is kind of nuts. Um, So that's why I've decided that Robin is gay. Thank you. Not you. We're looking through, we're looking at Will, though. They're making it more and more. Yo, okay, like, no, I decided is... that Robin is gay, but we need to have a whole ass discussion yeah, about that's Will. Com- that's yeah, coming that's coming out, that's coming out, okay. So, Max and Eleven make this little circle of people who they're going to spy on, and the circle includes, I love how Dustin and Steve are both on this list, but they're gonna be together, so, like, they might as well just be yeah. one. Nancy's on the list, but not Jonathan, which I think is funny. Um... But, like, who would spy on Jonathan? Yeah. Billy, Mr. Clark? 
Why? You never know what he's up to. I mean, what was he doing in his garage? And Karen and Ted. And it's like, when it lands on why? Ted, they're like, Ted's too boring. And I'm like, then why did then you put him on the list? You could have put somebody else who was cool on the list. Okay, but this is my thing is, I know the writers did it for a joke. Yeah. But I love the idea of imagining that the kids also did it for a joke, which yeah. is like, it, let's write Mr. Wheeler. And then when it lands on him, they're like, not do we it. We don't actually want to do that. And I love how Eleven was like, but that's against the rules. And she's like, who cares? Yeah, that's what, but that's what I love mm-hmm. is I love when... Like, a very rigid character comes up against a free spirit. Yeah. Because it means that, like, a whole new world opens up to them. And you're like, oh, I don't have to do this if I don't want to. Right. Like, I want these two to be friends forever. Yeah. Just like, um, last episode when she was at the mall and she's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And they were like, doesn't matter. Yeah. And Mike was even like, what? She's not supposed to be here. What the heck? And it's like, okay, so Mike knows the rules, but Mike never thought to bring her out of them ever. Yeah, Mike knows the rules, but then Mike kind of also makes his own rules. And also, like, the reason why, and I can never remember what his actual character's name, but, like, the guy from Alien, the science guy, the nice science guy from last season, got her a birth certificate was so that she could live a normal life, right? So I'm like, what are the rules what are the rules preventing? You yeah. know? Like, I can't tell. I think the rules are, you can go to Mike's house. Can she? I never, we never see her there. That's a damn good point. The rules are... However, Hop seemed fine when no, she said that she went, went to No, but they went to Dustin's Max's. house, and she went to Max's. When did she go to Dustin's house? 11, right? When? When they did the welcome home party. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. So maybe she's allowed to go to, like, these specific locations, but she can't go where there's a lot of people. Yeah, too many people. Yeah. Okay. Um, Billy can see her in the Upside Down, or in her Inside Out, which is very cool, but that is also- literally terrifying. When, um, the thing that's weird about that is because, like, last season- even, No, sorry- first season um Eleven finds Will in her upside down and she speaks to him and she talks to him and he says like hurry so like he's definitely hearing her but that's because she wants him to hear her and wants him to see exactly. her um and also he is fully in the upside down like Billy was not in the upside down at that point right like he was just in that but technically isn't the mind flare kind of always in the upside down yeah but like not in the way that will was in the upside down when he saw her you know but maybe the mind flare can inv- exist in two places at once at all times maybe well i mean i think them taking over people it's like the city of light in the hundred it's like it's like you know hive mind they talked about last yeah, season yeah, yeah. and you know the more people they get then the more information they have which is what, or and the more eyes he has on everywhere. So it's just interesting that he could see her when she didn't want to be seen. And also when he wasn't even technically in the upside down, he I was agree. just in that warehouse. So It makes me wonder if maybe he perceives everything at once. So like when he's looking at the warehouse in the right side up, that's just what I'm calling. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Well, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Maybe he also sees like a layered over vision of the upside down too. Okay. Or maybe he can detect anomalies, you know, like something that's not supposed to be there right but 11 when she's in her inside out isn't even in the upside down like she's in like some like purgatory type state mm-hmm. where it's like in between the in between if you will <laughs> so it's it's interesting so they go to billy's house i guess it's max's house too but they go into billy's room and he left his music on so i guess he was in there do you think that was on purpose recently ish and they find i think it was on purpose that they left the music on yeah in what way like, just to make it seem to- like he's home yeah i guess so i mean i think that the main reason is just that they couldn't couldn't have be silent so they needed some music yeah but, and then they find like 
Heather's stuff, whose name we now have. Oh, her little her little flipping fanny pack too. Yeah. So they go to the pool and they learn that her name is Heather and stuff, and that she didn't come to school t- or not to school. They didn't. She didn't come to the pool today. Mm-hmm. And so when she was turning on the showers, I was like, "What are they doing? Are they going to make like a deprivation tank? Are they going to make a another that, yeah? Bathtub? I thought deprivation tank for sure. I was like, in what world? Like, where do you get all the like? Where's all your salt? Mm-hmm. She needs like this. Just doesn't seem like a thing that you have time for right now. Um, But it turned out that they were just doing it because she needs some sort of like radio chatter-esque. White noise. Noise. So she doesn't even technically need a radio, which is very cool because we've only ever seen her use a radio. Mm -hmm. So that's very cool. I like that we're slowly learning about how far Elle can push her powers because of Mm -hmm. course in the first season she had to have all of these different things, you know, just to be able to get there, you know, the sensory tank. And now she can just do it using whatever is around her. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like, and she's like, what, 14? Imagine how powerful she's going to be, like, next year, the year after that. Yeah. Um. So she sees the bathtub. It's filled with ice. And she sees Heather, like, drowning in this. So is this, like, that's the real Heather? And the Heather we see later is not the real Heather? No, I think she was seeing, like, a manifestation of what was happening to Heather at the same time. Gotcha. So Billy and Heather are still themselves. They're just, like, is there a real Billy and Heather walking around the upside down right now? And this is, like, the shadow versions of them? Or, like, Ooh, I'm confused. That's interesting. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, possession a double yeah maybe Mm. i mean we have seen that it is possible to get the mind flare out of someone so whoever is possessed but oh yeah that was my other question is is in the is the mind flare in both of them now or is it sort of different agents of the mind flare yeah i don't know yeah i feel like it's just the same guy just with multiple yeah okay um so they go to the house that 11 saw and man, I'm so I feel sad kind of that he was like, this is Tom and this is Janet. Just because as soon as we saw the picture, I was like, that's the guy from the paper. And I was like, oh, I made a thing. Yeah. And then it was made like actually pretty clear that that was him. And I was like, but I had the detail. And I, this was going to be a bigger thing. Never mind. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we were kind of under the impression that they were all possessed immediately. But then it yeah. turns out that basically what they're doing is they're kind of like, they're not killing her parents, but they are knocking them out so they can take them to the Mind Flayer thing again. I think they're doing, like, a recruitment. Right. So this is actually how they're going to bring this into Nancy and Jonathan's storyline, because now Tom is going to be there in with them. And plus whatever the frick is happening with Doris. Right. Yeah. So do they all, do you, does everybody get sick first and then they're okay? Because Billy, like, the next day was, like, super, super sick, and then now he's okay. And says that Heather was, like, super sick earlier, but now she's feeling so much better. So I wonder yeah. if that's part of I it. I think the possession must mess with, like, human biology. So Billy is definitely the mind flayer. If not, he's, like, a piece of the Mind Flayer because um, he has, like, the memories of the Mind mm-hmm. Flayer. So, um, yeah. It makes you wonder, like, if the Mind Flayer is just in the Upside Down, like, controlling all of this using... Puppet Master. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's talk about Nancy and Jonathan. Okay. So they keep calling her Nancy Drew, which, honestly, like, if it wasn't so condescending, would be a great nickname for her. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's right there. Yeah. You know? Nancy, just quit. Like, I know that it's like, I don't, she can't. I, I know. It's just like, and of course she wants to show them that they, that she's better and she wants to mm-hmm. teach them a lesson, but like, God, at what cost? If that was me, I'd be like, honestly, I'm just, and I know this, obviously, like I said before, this is a different time, Yeah. but God, if that was me, I'd literally just be like, 
just like call to HR, talk to some sort of authority and be like, I'm not standing for this. This is not the life I want to leave. Goodbye. And I mean, of course, women like Nancy are the reason that you and I have that luxury. Yeah. Is they fought really hard battles as women to be seen as equals to men. And of course, Mm -hmm. we're still not seen as equals, but it's really cool to watch her sort of start this journey because hopefully, you know, by the end of you know, obviously maybe not by the end of the season, but by the end of the show, she will not only run that place, Mm -hmm. but own it. And then also work for like a huge newspaper, you know, like I want her to be at like the New York times, the Washington post, like Rory Gilmore type stuff. Yeah. But not annoying. Yeah. Cause I loved Rory Gilmore in the original Gilmore Mm -hmm. girls. And then that revival, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that girl, but like, Nancy is doing what women before us have done. Like, especially like me as like a female journalist, I'm lucky because I get to freelance. Mm -hmm. But I know that even if I was in a newsroom now, that would still be an issue. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I I love it, but at the same time I'm like, oh girl, you deserve so much better. Yeah. Um, I do love this um running joke where she keeps walking in on Jonathan in the light room and he's going like, man, stop yeah. it, get out. How many things do you think he's ruined so far? It's so far it's happened three times. I think like once an episode it's happened. How, do you think it'll happen every episode? I don't know, just because I feel like at some point it's going to be the point in which like they're just not going back there. Yep. But I would love every time they're there for that to happen. Yep. I agree. So originally when we like went back to Doris's house and everything, I wrote down like, oh, is it a second monster? Or is it the same monster? Like before we actually saw her, I was like, uh, are there more multiple monsters becoming But something? that's my question still. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is if there's more than one. Because why is she eating fertilizer, but the others don't have those sort of like more baser instincts? More baser. More basic. More basic or baser instincts. Because to me, Doris is to uh, the others as a demodog is to a demogorgon or the mind flayer. Do you know what I mean? Like more of an agent. Well, see, I, I had a question that like the first thing that came through my mind was like, I think what's actually happening, which is like, she's been like possessed and now she's doing this thing. But like my second thought was like, and I don't think this is true, but my second thought was like, she called everybody about these rats mm-hmm. and she was like, they're eating my fertilizer and she was doing it the whole time. Yep. I was like, no, but like, like in a way where she was like, she's just a crazy old lady who eats fertilizer. Like, Can you imagine? Like I'd be like, what? Be like, on hello. Here? But it's interesting that like when people like Billy are getting possessed, they're just becoming people, and like they're the recruitment people. But like some people are her. Her mission is to eat fertilizer. Like I don't get no, it. No, but that's my thing. That's why I think that she's one of the uh, more low level agents. Yeah. Like, but a like, what's the, like, what's the point? Like, what, why do that? I don't know. You know what? I have great news. There's We're gonna find out. There's season yeah. and we'll find out. Okay, great. Would you like to do Will or Steve? Uh, Steve. Steve, okay. Um, oh, or Jopper. Jopper. Okay, so Joyce shows up at his house, and the main thing that I took from this, they have such an interesting dynamic, but the main thing that I took was that Joyce never apologized. I don't think she had to. I don't know. I mean, I, I wish she had. I feel like- He really put him through something, and he was really sad. But to be fair, he reacted as a scorned lover and not a a spurned friend. That's true, but even if- And I think there's a big difference. But even if one of my friends had done that to me, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? I would still demand an apology. Yeah, I think that's fair. Maybe, um, 
I don't care who it is. Maybe it'll be a conversation like that they have where it's like, hey, by the way, I'm really sorry I st- stood you up that yeah, one Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I hear you. Um, So they go to the place and she's remembering Bob and everything. And we have a talk about post-traumatic stress disorder for sure. Like, especially yeah. when Hopper had like also said one of his um triggers was when like a dog barks at him mm-hmm. and he thinks it's a demodog and almost like shoots a dog or whatever. So it's fully untreated PTSD. Yeah. And he says that he just wants to make sure that she feels safe. Like he's like, my job as a police officer is to make sure everyone feels safe. But specifically you. Now, okay, two things is they were exploring Will's PTSD last season, right? And then using the unconventional treatments that of course. Right. Right. So now we have two people who, you know, would be terrified of any type of therapy because of those government experiments. Yeah. And then two, I seem to remember Hopper saying something like that in the first season. Yeah. I want to, not like maybe you, but I want to make you feel safe sort of thing. Yeah. So if anyone knows what that is hit me up was it bob who said that possible can i look yeah okay i don't know i don't i i, I don't really have the mm-hmm. time to look this up i i feel like it's definitely something that has been said to joyce before um so i think that's cool we are told that all of the like crevices and stuff in that whole place were filled with concrete so it's definitely not going to be there again this season yep um there may be moving but Jonathan and Will don't know. I don't think they'll actually move. I don't think so either. I think they maybe could move to, you know... Well, Bob wanted them to move. Yeah. Maybe to a house that they're more comfortable in. But of course, I mean, they have... That's their house, right? Yeah. I, but I just feel like there's so much... Like, so many bad things that have happened in that house. Yeah. That no one would want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we set this uh, hallway on fire once. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You can't even tell there was fire damage. Yeah. And Hopper says that the difference between when he was hurt when Sarah passed away and what Joyce is going through is that people know what she's been through here. Yeah. And can, like, empathize with her, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, and she says, oh, yes, like Clark, because for some reason he's <laughs> now jealous of Clark. That's what I wrote down in my last, like, notes. I was like, ghosted for Scott Clark, huh? Cool. Literally, Hopper's jealousy gives me life yeah but i also like that he recognizes that joyce has a support system that he himself couldn't handle having yeah and he wants to be that for her mm-hmm. i th- that's incredible the the careful building of this relationship to be one of like utmost respect mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing like yeah. please don't blow this yeah so this guy is here and he beats up hopper and then he runs away on his motorcycle i Who mean the hell is this who's guy? that first of all who's this clown because that and you, that's one of your favorite roasts. Would you yeah. like to tell the cl- the whole podcast audience why? Well, who is this clown? Is a great um, insult because it implies that not only are you a clown, but you are not even a well known clown. There you go. And second of all, oh, second of all, this was the first my first scream of like I I have gasped, but this was my first full out scream when he appeared behind Hopper. I was expecting like something like a demo dog. I was not expecting a whole human. Yeah. So I screamed. And I scared Robin. Uh, I can, I don't even have a theory as to who that is at this point. No, not like, I, I got there's nothing. nothing I can even do. Yeah, I got nothing right now. Let's do Steve now. Sure. They're looking for Russians. Of course. And um, Steve sees that the girl he was hitting on before is talking to Lewinsky, and Lewinsky doesn't even play good basketball. Oh He's like, God. he was on the team, but he was on the bench the whole time. Lewinsky isn't even that cool. I'm King Steve. Uh. Steve, if you have to protest that someone else is not cool... You yourself are not cool. Are not cool. No. Yeah. So then Dustin's like, hey, you should date Robin. And I got to say the amount of times that Robin was said in this in this episode was deeply, deeply confusing. Um, I have seen, like, my college put on Robin Hood. Oh. And I went to go see it and it was just 
it's just confusing. It's just um, weird. See, for me, when people say my name, there's a specific way that they say it. Because mm-hmm. if you say something like Britney Spears, to me, that's not my name. Mm-hmm. Because it's Britney and you can hear the N-E-Y. Yeah. Whereas mine is Brittany. Or like Brittany. Like, there's just, to me, it hits different in my ear. So when I hear Brittany, I don't even look around. Maybe because it's just a goddamn common name. And everyone from my, like, generation is named Brittany. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's not a Britney in Stranger Things is frankly shocking to me. There's no Britney in any of the shows we we cover. If something's set in the 90s, there has to be a Britney. Yeah. I'm sorry, I do make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not set in the 90s yet, so yeah. eventually we'll get I one. figured 80s, 90s. Yeah, sure. Numbers. Somewhere in there. Yeah, time. It's, yeah, so anyway, it's just weird. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. Anyway, I hope... Um, Here's my thing is... I'm cool if Robin's gay because I want that, mm-hmm. but I'm also cool if she's not and she and Steve get together because they're cute. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, your headcanon could still happen because all she's done to indicate that she likes Steve is is hold his hand. And that's it. Steve's yep. the one who's like, she's weird. She's a weirdo. Yeah. So. Just put the clip in. In case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. I don't even want to explain it. Uh, it's just a pretty iconic moment from Riverdale. It's the deeply worst embarrassing <laughs> meme status. It it's it's viral meme status. Yeah. Like Hot Topic unironically makes merch of that moment, and yeah. every time I see it, I want to die. Brittany, what are you doing in Hot Topic? They spell, sell drag queen merch there. Get off my ass. They don't sell drag queen merch any freaking more. Yeah, that's why I don't go in Hot Topic anymore. Me neither. He also said she's in drama and band. She sounds heckin' cool. I was in band. I was in drama. Oh my god. And my name's Robin. Whoa. Together we are the perfect person for Steve. Do you speak Russian? She doesn't speak Russian. She says she speaks French and Spanish. I took Spanish. I'm learning French. There you go. There it is. Great. Um, One of my favorite moments of the entire episode was when that guy like turned around and Dustin went on the phone. He was like, hello, how are you? I am fine. <laughs> like, pretend to be a person. And Dustin's like, I've suddenly forgotten how to be a person. Yeah. Um. So Robin figures it out. She cracks the code and she's an icon. She's a, oh, also sidebar. When Dustin was on the phone, I was like, wow, I have not seen a payphone in years. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, and then... Like, when they're on the roof and stuff, they hold hands. That's really all I had about it. Yeah, same. It was good. I liked it. I like that storyline a lot. It's probably my favorite one. Yeah, I would agree. Well, I really like Eleven and Max. Ooh, There's a lot yeah. of good Tie. stuff happening. Tie. There's a lot of good stuff happening. So let's talk about Will. First of all, Ted is mowing the lawn in the rain. Ted, you're an idiot. Why would you mow the lawn in the rain? <laughs> He's just deeply stupid. Why is he just, like, it's flat to the ground? Mm-hmm. You can't... <sighs> I have such a hard time with Ted because I know that it's a joke that he's, like, stupid. Yeah. But I'm like, there has to come a point where you gotta divorce him for yeah. being that stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so Will finally gets to play D&D. It's all he's wanted for the first, like, two episodes. All he's wanted is to play D&D. And this time he's like, no one else is gonna do it. Mike is supposed to be the DM. So I'll just be the DM this time. And I'm going to make our own thing. And we're gonna do it. So great. Will finally gets to play and we're happy. And then everyone's mean to him. This is some... This was sad because I understand that Mike and Lucas are preoccupied. Preoccupied. They're thinking about other stuff. Like as Elle like is breaking up with Mike, it seems like to me at least that Max is also kind of broken up with Luke with Lucas at this point. Um, I mean, they've, they've done it five times, so like all Max would have to see is you two, and Lucas would be like, "Great, great, there we go again." So obviously they're preoccupied. Their girlfriends are really important to them. 
Of course. So I understand. But if your friend is trying to get your mind off it, be nice. Like, I know that's, that what he wants is to play D&D, but um, he's also, like, making it so that you guys don't have to think about your sad stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just go with it. Have fun with your friend. But instead, like... As soon as the phone rings, he goes to do that. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, well, we're done playing because here's the whole thing. And then he's like, oh, my arm hurts. Look, Luke, is my arm. You know, like, it, they're making fun they're of Will. To- I mean, they're teenage boys. They're going to be total dick. I know, but, like, to your best friend? Yeah, my thing is, like, I think Will here is trying to recapture a childhood that was completely tainted for him. Yeah. So he's trying to hold on to it as yeah. tightly as possible because he's like, if I still have these moments... Then I can live in this space forever and I don't have to deal with whatever's going on inside my head Mm -hmm. and whatever happened in the past. And like, none of this has to be real. We don't have to grow up yet. Like he's Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. And it like, it breaks my heart because, you know, at 14, they should be doing, like, they can obviously have relationships, but like at the same time, they should be doing silly stuff too. You know, Mm -hmm. they're kids. Well, I get it because I, um, that's when I started at, at 14 is when I started reading Harry Potter. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the best. You get to like go and sometimes for me at least, like a fictional world is an escape from what you're going through. And I, I mean, luckily I'm not Will and I wasn't really going through a whole lot at 14. It was just kind of for fun. But I know people who like, you know, television and books and movies Mm -hmm. and stuff, that's therapy. You get to, you know, take an escape. I think my mental health was single-handedly, like I made it through my teens because of pop culture. Yeah. You know, like, Whenever I was really struggling with everything that happened to me in my teenage years and even in my 20s, like, if I could go to a safe place for a little while and just, like, decompress, Mm -hmm. that was the absolute tea. Yeah. So, like, obviously Will needs this. But his friends don't understand because none of them are are developed enough emotionally to understand these things yet. Yeah, if you go back to the Jopper storyline when he's like, Joyce, like, people are here who understand what you've gone through. They, They empathize with you and that's, like, something that you should utilize. On the same side, Will doesn't have anybody like that. Exactly. Barb died. Exactly. He has this freaking Billy right now and he doesn't even know about that. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, he's all alone. And those are like such a stark contrast between healthy adult relationships where you're talking about your emotions and trying to navigate how to get to that place. Like, you know, when you're teenagers. And so, of course, you know, the kid, the things that these kids do are going to be very frustrating because we know what they should do, Mm -hmm. but they don't know that yet. They haven't, they haven't grown up. They haven't lived these moments. They're trying to get through it right now. So we really loved the moment where Will was like, you know what, whatever, I'm leaving because in the immortal words of Dumbledore, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but it takes even greater deal to stand up to your friends. Is it, it takes even more to stand up to your friends? It takes a great deal more to, to stand yeah. up to your friends. Yeah. I, I love that moment. And then I love, I mean, should we just talk about like Will sexuality? Quote, hello. Don't like girls. Okay. No, but here's the thing. Here's the loaded thing mm-hmm. is whatever you don't even like girls. It's not the phrase. It's the pause afterward. Yeah. You know, where they both look at each other and they're like, that could mean something else. Yeah. You know? And I don't know, like, I feel like this might be a long-term thing. I don't know if the show will, like, follow through on this. But it feels like if they wanted this to be a breadcrumb, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want it to be so bad. You know what? Am I disappointed that that Will isn't ace? Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But am I excited that he could still be queer? Yeah. And, you know, and that doesn't even mean that he has to be gay. Yeah. Like... He could still, like, if they're just like, you don't like girls, like, oh, Will, are you gay? Your dad always thought you were, <laughs> or, like, whatever. He could, he could say, he could say yeah, like, he could like, be gay. I don't really. He could be ace. He could be pan. He could be, you know, 
by forgets own sexuality. <laughs> um, he could be any of these things. And I think that you could look at the show through a new lens with that because the entire upside down could quite literally be a metaphor for being trapped in the closet. Yeah. You know? So I would love if they explored this. Billy. <laughs> um, the monster is inside the closet for sure. So then the last thing I had about this was just that he destroys Castle Byers. First of all, he goes to Castle Byers. Everyone like trying to apologize to him, but he goes to Castle Byers and we get all of these memories and stuff. And that was super sad just to see like how tiny they were and how happy, like those are all of his good memories. And for a lot of the good memories that his friends have, which is like banding together, defeating the Demogorgon, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't there for those. Yeah. Or, like, in season two, he wasn't there mentally for those. Yeah, those were formative moments. So, and he missed out on them. So what he remembers is the good stuff of them literally just, like, sitting for ten hours and playing D&D. And that's all he freaking wants is to go back to, like, those happy times. And so he goes and destroys Castle Byers, which I mm -hmm. is totally symbolic of, like, I mean, as weird as it sounds, like, um, his innocence is, it's like... It's destruction of his childhood. Yeah. Everything that reminds him of his childhood. Yeah. He has been forced to give up everything that represented childhood and nostalgia to him mm -hmm. through this whole episode. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. I liked that whole storyline. It made me sad, but I liked it. I thought it was very well yeah, done. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. Cool. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. Snack update. I am eating watermelon. Woo! Um, so we are just finished, uh, episode 304, which was called The Sauna Test, and, um, yeah, I think we should start with, uh, Nancy? Yeah! I want to say for the record, this is, uh, other than the first episode, I think this is the best one they've done in the, in the middle. Cool. Three was kind of weak, two was okay, for, one was good, this is the best one. Uh-huh. Okay. I noticed that, um... When they were taking Doris away, mm -hmm. they uh, she was screaming, let me go, which is exactly what Will was screaming at the end of season Ooh. two. So I wanted to point out that. Okay. So like I said last episode, I knew that this was now going to be brought into Nancy and Jonathan's storyline because since it was Tom yeah. at the paper, you know that something is wrong because as soon as he started talking, Dutch angle, Dutch angle, yeah. Dutch angle, Dutch angle, which I thought was really cool. Um, They reveal that Doris is uh, schizophrenic. Is that true or did they just say that? Yeah, that's some, um, that's some It bullshit. seems like if she was schizophrenic, they, that she wouldn't be living by herself. No, schizo schizophrenic people with proper treatment, like, they function. Yeah, of course. But he said she was a paranoid schizophrenic. Like, he made it seem like it was a serious problem for her. Yeah. In which case, she probably wouldn't be living by herself. I, that's that's possible, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it maybe, if it's true, it explains her stance on her husband, but I think it was probably using mental illness as a scapegoat right. sort of energy. Um, and then, of course, they're fired. Yes. Yes. You know, possessed or not, that would be a fireable thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So how did you feel about um, Nancy and Jonathan's fight in the car? I loved it. Me too. Yeah. It was two people with two very different societal issues trying and failing to understand each other. Yeah, it's like, when I was first watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, Team Jonathan. And then as the conversation progressed, I was like, they both yeah. have such good points. It's probably like one of my favorite Nancy and Jonathan scenes yeah. of all time. Well, it's sexism versus classism, right? Yeah. We and, and they're both a problem. You exactly. Know, you can't put one over the other. No, you can't. Like, they're very comparable in terms of 
I am held back by something that I was, you know, born into or the situation that I'm in now. And Jonathan, like, you know, Nancy always forgets that Jonathan doesn't have the opportunities that she has. Yeah. And Jonathan forgets that Nancy will never have the opportunities yeah. that he does. Like, it's it's a fascinating conversation. And I think it was so well done because there was no resolution. Yeah. They left it because it's like, one, they were not, you know, in a place where they could talk about it. And two, you can't you can't compare the two. They're similar, but they can't be compared. It's not like, um, it, it's not a contest. Mm-hmm. You know, they both are struggling and they have to figure out a way in their relationship to support each other through those struggles. Or maybe they're not right for each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I left the conversation not necessarily being on Jonathan's side based on classism or sexism, mm-hmm. but being on Jonathan's side because he's he's right. Nancy definitely, like, absolutely was not thinking about his best interests. Yeah. And she um, admits that to Karen later. Mm-hmm. She totally was being inconsiderate to him, but of course... I mean, to be fair, he did go along with her. That's definitely true. He absolutely did. But yeah. And of course, like going back to sexism again, he probably thought like she shouldn't be doing this by herself. I have to go with her, you know? Well, and he trusts her. They've solved crimes together before. So he definitely went along with what she did. But Nancy absolutely has responsibility in that she went full force at something without considering the ramifications Uh because she knew if I get fired, I'll be fine. If Jonathan gets fired, he starves. Right. I know. And, and he is like half of the breadwinnings for his family. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not only is it just him, it's also Joyce and Will. Exactly. So, yeah, totally. So Nancy gets home. And one of the things that I really loved about this, first of all, Karen and Nancy having a heart to heart is like, first of all, um, Hopper doesn't know that. Finally. Phrase. But, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. And one of the details that I noticed in that was that usually um, Karen will just go into Nancy's room. Like we've seen her do that multiple times in which she like is like knock knock Nancy and she doesn't answer. Yeah. And she just will like pick the lock or like just go in and just butt in. And I noticed that this time she like chose not to, which I thought was great. Yeah, it, she really decided to, I think she knew in this situation it, she had to respect boundaries Yeah, and let Nancy come to her. And it worked. Absolutely did. And now she knows that that's how you talk to your kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or that kid in particular. Yeah. At least, you know, all of them are different, obviously. Then they talk about where she gets being a fighter from, and it's like, obviously Ted. Yeah. Like, course, when they say yeah. that it's that it's Karen, they're they wrong. Really, it's, they it's, mean it's Ted. It's, Ted. it's about Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, ho- I, w- I just wish that every storyline and every conversation could be about Ted, so I really like this one. That makes sense. Yeah. I really like in this conversation that Karen kind of understands. To me, it felt like there was an undercurrent of Kevin. Kevin. To me, it felt like there was an undercurrent of Karen's deep regret uh-huh. at, like, maybe contemplating something with Billy. And there's also regret at sort of not being as, like, forthright in what she wanted in her life. And she decided to settle for Ted, which is something that Nancy said in season one. Yeah, she did. I I really like that, too, that they didn't have to do, like, the um, cliche conversation in which they're like, do you regret settling down with dad? No, because then I would never have gotten you. Exactly. You know? It was just implied. Yeah, the, that conversation was full of subtext. Yeah. And I really liked that because you could take a lot away from it. And especially, like, if you're a woman in this world, you understand that the subtext in that conversation is we will always struggle, but you are strong enough to get through it. Yeah, and Karen um, is finally, like, she's getting some nuance. Yeah. Like, it just feels like for the first, you know, you can grab tiny things from her so you can guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is the first time where we actually get to have, like, a real genuine conversation with her, which I really appreciate. It's a good insight into her brain. And it's also a good insight into 
they're still speaking from a place of privilege because Mm -hmm. she was able to settle down and, you know, still be a relatively affluent woman who, you know, raised affluent children and, you know, they're very upper middle class and Mm -hmm. they're happy. But that doesn't mean that, like, she didn't, that doesn't mean she got the life she wanted. Right. So she goes to visit Doris because mom said, don't give up. I love that. And um, you noticed that it was room 403. Mm-hmm. This episode is 304. 304. So, um, and she says she's Nancy Driscoll. Yeah, if I were the... Super convincing. Yeah, if I was the nurse behind the counter, I'd be like, okay, so no, yeah. that was not a convincing lie. Mm-hmm. That's all I really had about that one. Just the fact that um, Doris is freaking terrifying. Yeah, I didn't, ha- I didn't have many thoughts about that. More about the, you know, the, the social conversation. Yeah. The only other thing was that just like all hosts seem to be under stress because of Billy. Yeah. We didn't see any of the other ones, even though we know the other people are. Like, I wish we had seen Heather and seen Janet and Tom as well, because then it would have been more clear that it was everybody instead of just Doris. Or, like, maybe Doris is connected to Billy. Like, uh, yeah, I just wish we had gotten more to, like, make that more clear. I agree. Jopper? Jopper. Okay, Jopper. Sorry, I'm eating one of them. Sure. Hopper is so happy to see Joyce when he wakes up. Like, he's like, ugh. He is devastatingly in love with her. Oh, fully. Like, it's all over his face. David Harbour plays it so beautifully because it's very gradual. You know, like, the first season, there was the protective instinct. And the second season, it was protective and supportive. And this season, it's just like, I am head over heels for you. And I am going to look at you and you know it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep asking you. And I'm going to... But, like, more like... I don't know. He just looks at her like they both know that he is in love with her. And she's a little afraid. And they both know it. Yeah. But, like, they can continue to function and be fine because, like, they kind of know in the end it's going to be them. Right. They just, ah, they just need time, you know? Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about the mo- motorcycle helmet guy. I completely missed that. Same. I love that. Thank God Hopper's smarter than we are. Larry rhymes with Carrie. It sure does. Because why? Because Carrie always plays him. We, we got excited in the middle because I was like, two things happened in these scenes. His, I said, is that Carrie Elwes? And then we looked it up. And yes, it was. And the second thing was... That wasn't even in this storyline. It was a completely different storyline. Yeah, but they're related it. in terms yeah, of... Yeah, totally. So um, this guy who's, like, making fun of Nancy so much, like, he's the main one that's making fun of Nancy, and he's just, like, heckin' garbage. Douchebag like, number one, as I call him. I was like, I've seen this guy before. Like, you know, he looks like Gary Busey. I'm gonna go look him up. And guess what? He's Gary Busey's son, <laughs> and I'm a genius. Just like, to be clear. That was literally... That was nuts. I literally was like, cool. You have a punchable face. Who are you? I'm an icon. Would you say that you're a legend and icon and a star, or just the icon? Uh, all, all please. All three, okay. Um, so we learn that Klein does drugs, and he has an affair with his secretary, even though he has a wife. Mm-hmm. So not great. And then, of course, Klein's like, I got stuff on you too, buckaroo. Ah, uh, just, these dudes suck. Yeah. Um, I really liked the moment where the secretary, who's name I already forgot. I think it started with a B. Same. I don't remember. Um, I know his wife's name was Winnie, but I don't remember what the name was. She like tries to call the, she tries to pick up the phone and Joyce is like, who are you going to call? The police. First of all, Ghostbusters, but yeah. also the police because the police is in there right now doing the, <laughs> doing the assault. Yeah. So. Which is, um, that's also a great, like if you're going to think about it in terms of like society, that's a great demonstration of how powerless people can be if the abuse is coming from the top. Yeah, exactly. But, that was such a triumphant moment, too, mm-hmm. because 
like, I just love that Joyce got to do something. Yeah. I always love when Joyce gets to participate in things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learn that the people who own the Starcourt Mall are taking over some land. And basically, it's, like, all around the power plant, which Joyce, of course, puts together. And he has all of this in a safe. Um, how did you feel about the fact that he was going to, like, chop that guy's fingy off? I felt like, why did he have that thing on his desk? And earlier, he was um, cutting his cigar. <gasps> it's a cigar it. cutter. Okay. Mm, that connected. Um, I felt like I loved that moment because I feel like it is very in line with Hopper to bend the rules of the law if he is marching to the beat of his own moral drum. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, like I Hopper's- have to do this like once a year and I'm gonna Yeah, and he's like, I know what I'm doing is right or I believe what I'm doing is right. So if I have to break the law to do it, that's okay because at the end of the day, I'm saving people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, Hopper walks the line between like adhering to the law and being a vigilante. Um, do you think he would have done it? Yeah. I don't know. That seems like, mm. that seems gory even for Hopper. You know what? If one of the kids was threatened, he would do it. Yeah, sure. But odds are he'd probably just break his nose. Right. You're right. So we get back to his house and he's handcuffed. And his house his- is so tacky. Can I just say but for the record, that is the ugliest effing house except for that wallpaper in his bedroom, which I live for. Okay. Okay. Um, his wife's name is Winnie and she sure was is. just a jazzercise. And I'm also pretty sure I looked on IMDb and she was in like the first episode as well. Which tells me that she's one of the ladies who's obsessed with Billy. Mm-hmm. So great, love that for her. I guess they're they both don't. stepping out on each other. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of this, like the kids stuff and the Billy stuff, come together. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've got left. So first of all, Heather's the one who like talks to her dad, right, at mm-hmm. the beginning before they get taken out by the mind flayer. Yeah. And Billy's the one who talks to her mom. And I'm like, can we get Billy away from these women? He keeps saying these creepy things like in their ear. And I'm like, why couldn't she just talk to her mom? Well, she said she said the creepy thing to her dad, though. I know, but I'm like... Now, now that I know that it's a repetitive phrase, I feel less creeped out about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, fair. okay, like, I get it. You say it to everyone. Like, there's vaguely weird things going on with all of these people, but because it's sort of the standard thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of wish that, like, I, I would have loved it if Heather said these creepy things to her mom and then Billy said it to her dad, you know? Like, I just keep getting Billy with these creep, like, creepy things to women and I just don't like it. I get that. Um, one of the things we forgot to talk about last episode was how crappy he is to his wife. Like, she's yeah, like, he she keeps sucks. messing up and he's like, oh, well, you're drinking too much wine. It's like, must be all the freaking wine you're drinking. Like, it's like, dude, you suck. We already knew that he was he didn't like women because he was so mean to Nancy in the room. Straight up. Like, he just... Uh, the stuff that women went through so that we could be here and have these conversations, man, that hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts to think about. Yeah. Because this... Of course, this is a TV show, but... This was someone's life. Yep. And this might be someone's life now. Yeah. Um, so we get, so the literal mind flayer, like it, all of these rats turned into the actual mind flayer who needed an actual like corporeal body in the right side up. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's what we've kind of, um, been discussing is why, you know, why did the rats explode? Yeah. And it's because I think, I think the logic that we've figured out is the mind flayer can inhabit minds, but the smoke is really just smoke and it needs to be an actual, like, yeah. body. So it's like, hey, I'm going to build it out of mouse bits. Yeah. So the, the thing I wrote down here was, what is it sucking? But I feel like it might actually be putting something in. Oh, it could be sucking your soul out. Yeah, like but- Like a Dementor. I know, but when it happened to Will, it was going in and then they were able to take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think something's going Yeah, in. I think you're probably right. And then he was okay, like, his soul was still there, so yeah. that's what I think. Unless, like, it's different because the mind flare is actually, like, out here. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's different if it has a direct connection to you. I don't know. Oh, I forgot about the Steve storyline. That'll be after this one. Okay. Uh, Eleven doesn't know what a roller coaster is. That was a great joke. You know what? 
She wouldn't. I love that you're like, you know how you're on a roller coaster? Yes, 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 no, no. What's a roller coaster? I find that a lot of this storyline, like, I love it, but a lot of it is recap. We're getting a lot of recap. Say more. We keep getting flashbacks. That's my flashbacks, And he just keeps saying things over and over again. Even, like, he's even flashing back to earlier this season. He's like, I heard, I felt it this time, I felt it this time, I felt it this time. And it's like, I know, I was there. Maybe they're trying to really hammer home that they want the audience to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Because, one, maybe they're new viewers, you know, or they're trying to make it accessible. And two, maybe the storyline is going to continue to get more and more complicated. So they're really just making sure to burn into your brain. These are the important things you must remember. Gotcha. But I, I do hear you there. So Will says it's kind of like you're, you're dormant and then it'll activate you like when it actually needs you, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting and also tells us about like more about season two. Mm-hmm. So that kind of works out the fact that we like watched season one, season two, recorded about season one, and now we're seeing season three and we can record about season two knowing things about season three. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be, it's gonna be helpful, I think. Lucas is mature. He continues to be a very mature young man. Mm -hmm. Um, He tries to apologize to Will. And I, I kind of wish that Will had stopped kind of blowing him off. Like, I kind kind of wish, like, I understand because Will should be angry and I, and even though he's like, yeah, we're we're moving on from that. I kind of wish Lucas had been like, no, I have to apologize because I feel really bad about it, you know? No, that was so classy. Like, that was such a classy thing to do. Like, I think of all of them, Lucas definitely is the most emotionally mature. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, Eleven spied on Mike and Mike finds out that she did so and he said, that's against the rules. And she said, I make my own rules. Are these Hopper's rules? I think they're Hopper's rules. Hopper's, Hopper made a lot of rules last season, and she had to follow them to a freaking T, and... And then she ran away and turned into a punk. Yeah, and so it's like, is he gonna enforce more rules on her? No, I think the whole point was, he gave her more freedom, but he said, okay, you can do what you can do some of the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. but here's some, like ground rules. Right. You can't spy on people and please don't go in really crowded places. And I feel like that's like the bare minimum if you're gonna have a kid with superpowers. I guess so, but it seems like he's being like, you can't use your powers at all then. Like, she's she's closing her door and stuff, but other than that, it's like, if I was her, I'd be like, I, you know, I have so much potential and I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but- Let me help people at least. But the whole point of her having those powers is that she did not get them through means that society would accept Mm -hmm. and people would hunt her down if they knew it's like the whole like x-men problem right yeah so i think because she is as far as hop knows the only one of her kind i think that he is right to try and keep her as sheltered for as long as possible before inevitably people find out about her like because this gives her a more normal childhood what does spying, what's wrong with spying though? Like, who, how, or is anybody going to find out that she was spying? That's an invasion of privacy. Morally, it's wrong. No, I know, but it's wrong. But it's not about, like, the rules are about keeping her secret and that's not going to change anything. I think that rule is about ethics. I think that rule is you have to be a good person. Because remember, she doesn't really have a good gauge of, like, what is wrong and what is right. So Hopper is literally saying, it is wrong to spy on other people. Don't do it. Right. When Mike said, hey, that's against the rules, I was literally under the impression that Mike had made that rule. I, I have thought about And that about it had this. only been about him. I ha- Yeah, I have thought about this. And I think it could be possible that Mike said, you can't spy on me. Yeah. And she had been like, that's fair. Yeah. Which, I mean, for the record, it is. That's I totally would do fair. it anyway. I know, but that's because you're a Slytherin. I would spy on everybody. Oh my God. It would be awesome. You would see so much stuff you didn't want to see. So many noses getting picked. That's funny. Yeah. Um, So many wedgies. Yeah. I would say so many farts, but um, Elle did see that. Yeah. 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 
I really love that they're showing the softer side of Max and Billy's relationship. Like, I know that Billy is obviously terrible and stuff, but it's clear that Max still cares about Billy. Yeah. Um, not even necessarily like, oh, we care that Billy cares about Max because that was clearly the mind flayer and not actually Billy who was like talking to her or whatever. Cause like, as far as we know, Billy would be like, no, Max, I still hate you. But that's like, it's empathy. Like Max is actually has so much empathy. Yeah. And she's been with Billy through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's her stepbrother. So I really appreciated like when she said like, I hope it's not you. And she was the one who was like up there being like, it's okay, Billy. Yeah. Like she's, she's a good kid. Yeah. I really liked that part. So, yeah, my next question was, is this really Billy crying? I think that was the mind flare. The wrist rocket finally worked. It didn't work to, like, fix everything, but it definitely worked. For the first time ever. It took three seasons, but the wrist rocket finally found its purpose. Yeah, beautiful. So, it's clear that it is still inside Billy. Um, It got away, but it is still inside Billy. Um, So, all of these people that we see at the end there, were all of these people the people that we saw in the Upside Down? I had that same thought, and I think maybe. Well, the thing is that, like, for some reason, I was under the impression that Billy was the only one. Like, or, sorry, the first one. Yeah, I had that thought as well. I thought he was too. But now I'm, like, not so sure. Like, I wonder if the Mind Flayer was like, these are the specific people I want, and Billy had to go out and find all those people or something? No, because he saw them in the Upside Down already. No, I know, but, like, if they were like, here are the people I need, and then he, like, went and was like, I'll remember, and then they goes get them, and you know well, what I mean? Oh, that's possible. Like, it was, like, a list. Yeah, that's totally possible. Like, a hit list. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I would buy that. We should have done this one earlier because obviously that one was the longest one, but I forgot. So we're going to do it now. One of the things that I thought was really interesting about this is it's like, okay, so Dustin tries to show his friends Susie. Oh my God. By the end of the season, we're going to know if Susie was real or not. Like at the end, during the like denouement of the season, he's going to be like, okay guys, Susie wasn't real. Or like Susie's going to show up or something. Like it's going to be like, they're going to finish with Susie, I think. But he tried to show them that and then everybody left and then he found the Russian thing and he doesn't even think to go and tell his friends. He specifically goes to Steve. And when they're like, where's Dustin? You don't even care where Dustin is? It's like the show's acknowledging that Dustin's not with them and then going, okay, we acknowledged it. So none of these kids have to question it. And I'm like, I need them to wonder where one of their best friends is. Well, they're like, you don't even care where Dustin is. And you go back and it's like, Dustin doesn't even care where they are. It's true. Dustin, like, Dustin didn't even think to to talk to them about this. But according to, if you were thinking about Dustin, Dustin has no reason to think that they're in danger. Nope. So it would make sense that he wouldn't check in with them, because he's really on his own adventure right now. Right. I wonder if he would assume that they would get a hold of him, and they just haven't. But I do think it's fair that, like, to point out, yeah, that, you know, he has yet to bring up the others. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Do they have a boss at Scoops? Scoops Ahoy? I mean, if they do, they're a garbage person, but yeah, probably. Like we just do. don't see them. Yeah, we sure we sure don't. Hmm. Somebody needs to be taking care of these teens. Yes. Um, we talk about Gumby. It is Gumby. It is Gumby. It is Gumby. Um, America has the word Erica in it, and she loves capitalism. Erica is a queen. Not only does this kid know what capitalism is, mm-hmm. but explained it to and Dustin. child endangerment. Yeah, yeah explained it and then used it to make herself profit yeah and she was like i know my worth and i am worth free ice cream for life and i'm like that's right erica you queen you are worth free ice cream for life shout out to the fact that one of their sundays is called the uss butterscotch that is really funny because because boats that sounds good ahoy. now i want ice cream and i already had ice cream today i was like we both had ice cream today already yeah. um and then uh, you die i die okay. yo okay dustin 
that's a little dramatic, but I love it. And like, I love how Steve's like, I don't know how to react to that. And I don't want to convince you otherwise. So, okay. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that was really soft, but I don't know how to answer. So I'm just going to say, okay. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to deal with that. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Tower of Terror. Full E. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the second time in this podcast that I have thought of this thought and have not said it aloud, so I'm going to now. Okay. Someone needs to take these kids to Disney World. Okay. You know what I mean? I wonder, what does it look, what did it look like in the 80s? Um, I believe it was definitely the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. The Animal Kingdom was not there. Epcot was there, but it was built mm, after Walt died. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if Hollywood Studios was there. I think Hollywood Studios opened in the 90s under Michael Eisner. Okay. Can you tell I watch a lot of Defunct Land? Respect. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. All right, so we just watched uh, episode 305, which is called The Flayed. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to start with the Jopper stuff. So the first thing that kind of happened was that they go to the Hess farm and um, they're in the living room and this light is flickering. And so my first thought, and I think this turned out to be not true, um, but my first thought was that somebody was there in the upside down, right? Because yeah, we've seen that happen in which it's like if somebody's in the upside down, then the lights flicker in the right side up. I honestly thought you were onto something there. (laughs) Me too. But no, I was kind of sad that that wasn't what it was. I mean, obviously, it turned out to be a cool storyline anyway, because we got Alexi out of it. But, like, I truly thought you were onto something. Mm -hmm. So, when Grigori comes down, and he's like, you won't shoot me because you're you're a police officer, and they have rules. I'm like, a theme of this season has been, like, that's against the rules. I make my own rules. So, the fact that he didn't say I make my own rules, I was like, hello? Yeah, I mean, but I feel like that would have been too on the nose. Yeah, I was like, meh. And this show's pretty good at, like, not doing everything on the yeah. nose. Like, it's definitely doing subtlety really well this season. One of the things that you wanted to bring up was the fact that he actually did shoot the gun. So, last episode, which, I mean, if you're listening to these all in a row, we just talked about this. But we were trying to decide if Hop would have put um, Larry's finger in the thing and cut it off. Mm-hmm. And... I initially said yes, and then we kind of decided, okay, maybe not, maybe only if it was dire. Now I'm thinking, yeah, he probably would have, because in this scene, he shot. Here's the thing, though, is that, like, he knows Larry, and he knows that he can get something out of Larry, and he knows that Larry's not going to actually hurt him. Okay. Whereas, like, Grigori comes in, he has a machine gun, he's, like, already threatened them. So more life or death, Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's different. Okay. Yeah. But I was just, I was shocked that Hop shot. Like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, like, if Grigori hadn't moved, Hop would have killed him. Fully. Um, so now we meet Alexi. Uh, Hopper calls him Smirnoff, and it's Q. Um, I I know that Alexi's a bad guy. I love him. I know that he's a bad guy, but I love him. I love him. He's the best. He's so cute. He's like, he's like a little, he's like a pet. (laughs) Yep. Because you can't understand what he's saying, right? Oh, God. So it's like, it's like you're talking to your dog and you're like, I understand you're barking. I don't know what you're talking about, but I love you. You're so cute. And that's what he is. That's I don't know what you're us, saying. That's us with Alexi. I don't know what you're saying, but you're real cute. Aw. And you know? like, literally the only reason we think Alexi is precious is because the way he sipped a Slurpee. Yeah. Like, we are out of control people for the he's record. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he's smart. Jopper's married. And I love how we're the, not the only people who noticed. Like, this episode in particular, they were like, let's have them 
argue in front of the same guy that convinced Nancy and Nancy and Jonathan they were in love I know as soon as they like showed up I was like first of all I knew it was Murray's house like immediately I was like yeah you did I didn't even pick up on that and and we were like cool so couples that that are supposed to be together I guess yep come to Murray's house Murray tells them they're being stupid and they should just hook up and then they hook up so we'll see it's true yeah Alexi even knows, like, what's wrong with his car. Yeah, how does Alexi know that it's gonna explode? I mean, he's, like, a mechanic. Not a mechanic, but a, you know, he's one of those guys. An engineer? Yeah. Okay. So he knows what's up. Okay. I mean, he, I don't know if he, like, built that big machine himself, but, like, he was definitely part of it. Yeah, he definitely had a hand in it, for sure. He was definitely an engineer on the project. Yeah, so so they get to the 7-Eleven, and Hopper's like, I'm gonna steal this guy's car. So he gets Alexi to... (laughs) sit in the back and he's like this man is dangerous we are detectives Mm -hmm. and Joyce immediately is like that's right puts hand on hip which is what detectives do Mm Hmm. puts hand on hip but fully does not have gun and holster yeah exactly oh my other note was I love Alexi please keep him yeah um I mean I know he's gonna die no I mean he's gonna though no like we both know it no but I love him, protect him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, he's he's cannon fodder for sure. He's a red shirt. So my question is, how did Grigori find them? We know that he found them once he got to the car. He like saw that there was a footprint. And then he saw the Seven uh, Eleven, and then he saw like people getting upset because st- their car was stolen. So he knew that. But how did he find the car? Did he just follow the probably or the, the smoke car? from the explosion? Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. But go with me. What if Grigori is like 11? Oh, what number do you think he is? Ooh, good question. Probably one of the first, right? If if it's the same sort of thing, because um, 11 and Callie were both like, had American accents, Mm -hmm. so I assume they were like, American. But he he could have been part of a Russian program. True. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Poor 7-Eleven guy. He's just trying to heck and do his job. He had a hard day. He got assaulted. Twice. And at least the police were right there, so he could be like, that guy assaulted me. And he's like, by who? And he's like, well, the first guy who bullied me was a cop. And now I just don't know about this guy, though. When Nancy and Jonathan showed up to Murray's house in season two, they're like, hi, oh, it's you Nancy. mean my least favorite episodes? Yeah. He's like, hi, it's Nancy and Jonathan. And he's like, okay, look at the camera. And then they don't know where the camera is. And he's like, up here. Then they look at the camera. And he does the exact same thing here because yep. no one knows where the freaking camera is. And so I love parallels. And consistency. I love that. Con- continuity, we stand. How do you feel about Joyce finally standing up for herself? I feel freaking fantastic about it. I gotta tell you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about time that Joyce finally had some agency. Yep. And she grabbed it by the balls. I love that. And I love that it was with Murray who creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, it's Murray. And I'm like, ooh, it's Murray who encouraged two teenagers to have sex. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Murray's weird. I'm sorry. No, you don't have to apologize. He is weird. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Now I'm gonna move on to the Steve and Dustin storyline. Hey, you should. So Erica is like, hey. I love Erica, just by the way. I just thought I'd say that right now. I love Erica so much. Great. Thank you. Um, Is like, hey, I... I'm supposed to go to Tina's tonight. Luckily, Tina covers for me. So we're good. Tina's going to say, yeah, 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 she was here, which is great. Shout out, Tina. But later I have to go to my Uncle Jack's birthday party. And if I'm not there, my mom's going to be really mad. Okay. And I'm like, okay, more importantly, um, is Lucas going to make it to Uncle Jack's <laughs> birthday party? Because oh, he man. also has to be there. <laughs> I'm going to say no, probably not. Yeah, so. Okay. So first thing I love about this. Yeah. Freaking Erica. 
Erica has done this enough, like done nonsense enough that Tina covers for her. Erica, you are like five. What are you doing? Yeah. I know she's, she's not. not yeah. I know she's not five, but Erica, you're like five. What are you up to? I think Erica's the same age that they were in season one now. But I mean, like, I know it's only been, it's been oh, like yeah. three years. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah. There's three years in between my sister and I. There's three years between you and your sister. It's so true. three years is pretty average. It's true. As to the space between siblings Mm -hmm. they are so far underground it looks like there aren't even any floors for them to stop at okay like fully like is it just a shaft that goes down to one level that's what it looked like and they said that there it was like just a tunnel and they probably take carts down it but to me i feel like there were hidden doors they just didn't know about maybe like where like off the sides i don't know okay I don't know. But, I mean, they definitely have little carts down there, right? Little carts? Like, to get them from the elevator to the main control room. Oh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Well, they said it. The, they said that that probably wasn't for walking. So, for carts, then. Yeah, but don't, don't there have to be people walking the carts? No, like a, go- like a golf cart. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Things to think about. Okay. They're way too far underground for their um, radios to actually, like, pick up their actual friends' radios. And that's not surprising. I yeah, mean, Dustin no is way. only so talented. Yeah, there's no way. Erica is so smart. She knows every single thing. I wanted to point out the fact that she was like, you guys are huge nerds, even though I know every science question that's ever existed. She's like, hey, let me explain capitalism. Let yeah. me explain, like, all of this stuff. I'm like, Erica, you're a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> You're my favorite person, she Erica. Every fun fact of all time. She literally does. Um, okay, so the green stuff is like acid, right? It's like yeah. some sort of acid. I wanted to point out that Steve goes under last. Um, so it reminds me of season two when they yep. were all like underground in the tunnels and he was making sure everybody else got up first. And him going out to fight the demodogs by himself. Yeah. Like he will sacrifice his life for those kids. My man is a hero. He he is. I respect the heck out of him. Um, and he's like, hey, this is a bad tunnel because this is like a super fire hazard. There aren't any windows or doors and things are bad. That seems like a weird thing to point out. Like, why even point that out at all? That has to play in later. Just means that they're super far underground, I thought. But I don't know. I just, I think it's an odd thing to point out. Okay. Like, maybe there'll be a fireball that travels through there later and they know that if you're down there, there's no way to escape. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, the minute I saw that long tunnel, I was like, wow, a fireball would travel through that, like, really well. Fireball? Yeah, like, if there was an explosion and it went... Oh. Down it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fireball. Yeah, like an explosion. Yeah, not just like a ball of fire. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like, where did they get that? I don't know. Okay. You don't know what Eleven can do. Okay. Brittany, I would like you to talk to me about the theory that you have. Which one? I have like 30. The big one about this storyline. Oh, okay. So here's my theory. If I turn out to be right, I am like, no, no one can tell me nothing from now on. And if you turn out to be wrong, then that's you, just another theory. Then you know what? You can tell me stuff, but I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. I think Robin is a Russian. Okay. I thought she was gay earlier. Now I think she might be a Russian. She could be a gay Russian. Okay. Um, But fully, like, I'm sorry. No one picks up Russian that fast. Mm. That doesn't happen. She's like, I speak four languages. I'm like, but you speak English and three romance languages. Okay. To be clear, though, she didn't learn Russian. She learned that one or two sentences that she got. And when she was talking to that guy in Russian, it was literally just pieces of that. But she was interpreting what they were saying through the radio. Yeah, but just because it was pieces of that sentence. Nah, nah. I think she's Russian. Mm -mm. That's a real long game. It's a real undercover mission because if she had been like put um, at Scoops Ahoy like months ago. Exactly. Wow. I mean, they're all working below ground anyway. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, either she is gay or she is Russian. There's something about Robin. <laughs> okay. You know? 
I have a theory. There's always something about Robin. There's always something about a Robin. Um, so of course what she's doing when she's talking to this guy is using Russian that she knows. Mm-hmm. So Which is res- a point respect against that theory. Yeah. Because she could have very easily exposed herself there. Yeah. Yeah. Steve finally won a fight. Okay, so when we were watching this, Robin goes, oh my god, Steve finally won a fight. And then Dustin, not two seconds later, went, dude, you finally won a fight! (laughs) And I was like, wow. They really are just really compatible with each other in terms of brains. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful for you. I'm really proud of him. Are you proud of Steve? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't a very long fight. Like, his other other fights have been longer, and so his stamina's just really bad. Oh, drag him! So, yeah. Um, But I'm very proud of him. He figured it out. I don't Another thing is that it's just, like, I don't know if that guy was trained in fighting, but neither was Jonathan. And yeah, Jonathan's was Billy, a teen- really. an idiot teenager, like. So, who knows? Anyway, I'm proud of him. When Dustin was like, um, if I knew that Steve could tackle Russians, that would have been the plan from the beginning. That was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Because, like, Steve is just is such a hero to Dustin. He also had a weapon this time, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, but, like, Steve full-on bodily, like, threw himself at a guy with a gun. He knows what the stakes are. Yeah! Like, I have to give him props, because not every show gives characters stakes like this show does. Yeah. Steve knows what the stakes are, and he's like, it is now or never. Yep. If I don't do this now, we're dead. I'm dying, or these kids are dying, and none of that is appealing to him. Yeah. I just think, I just think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So they finally find where they're actually looking Mm -hmm. for, and it looks like they're trying to open the gate, right? Like, that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Why is it always Hawkins? There has to be something about Hawkins. Like, is it because, like, that? that's the question. Is it, like, all of the times that everybody is, like, at the lab doing, like, doing... Experiments. Experiments. They've done that for two seasons now, and now they're doing it here, and I'm like... And even, like, in the past with, like, the MK Ultra type stuff, they're always doing it here. And so your question is, like... What's so special about Hawkins? Is it, like... They came here because here was a special place, or here is a special place because all that stuff happened here. You know, like I just I don't I think know. It's the second one, you think? Is they started it there, and they're like, okay, it's a sleepy town in Indiana, little you know. Yeah, but I think there might be something special about Hawkins' location in regards to the Upside Down. Right. You know. Sure. I I I think. Okay. Otherwise, it's just like, why is it this one? Is this happening everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So Nancy, Jonathan, and the kids. Yes. So Nancy calls Jonathan and she apparently waits like six hours to do so. I mean... No, wait. Even more. Yeah. Nine hours to do so. Yeah. Because it was like 9 p.m. and then she called him at 6 a.m. Oops. Oops. So Elle is watching Hop through her spying. Which, I like, love that. If he's the one who made those rules... She broke them. Then she broke them again. But it's clear that everyone was like... Where's Hopper? He w- he could help us, and he's not around. No, he's he is not available to help them right now. I love how they were like, "What are they thinking about in there?" And they're like, "I don't know." Girls just like hanging out in bathrooms, and you know what? We do, we do. Yeah, I it's, love hanging out. In bathrooms. I mean, not to be that girl in the feminist shirt, but it is an entirely fit, safe place where we don't have to talk to men. It's true, and like, but to be fair, I'm also a huge advocate of all gender inclusive washrooms. Yes. Or bath- bathrooms. Oh, that word is so weird. Bathroom? I don't like the word bathroom. I like washroom. I think washroom is a much How more elegant word. Restroom. Restroom, I will find is a happy medium. Restroom is fine. I think washroom is a happy medium. I think restroom is too fancy. Okay. I think, I think it's like restroom, washroom, bathroom. My thing is, if it's going to be a restroom, you have to be able to rest in it. Yeah, so give there me a better couch. be like, you know, like in malls, sometimes they have like couch areas now. Yes. Yeah, it has to have a couch. Okay. Yeah. What the hell were we talking about? 
how girls like to hang out in bathrooms. Yeah, we do like to do that. I mean, like, of course, we, and we always want to have a friend. We want to have a buddy because Hermione went to the bathroom by herself and she got attacked by a troll. And mm-hmm. Myrtle went to the back bathroom by herself and she died. Yeah. So. We don't go to the bathroom by ourselves. No. I, one, I have a constant need to be with people. Yep. Two, I mean, safety in numbers. Yep. We are the women's. And three, bathrooms feel like a break at a time. Like, you're in the bathroom, so that's a justification for just about anything. Like, you can stop life for a bit just hanging out in a bathroom. Yeah. And everyone will be like, what were you doing in there? You'll be like, I wasn't feeling well. Blanket excuse for anything. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You're like, I don't care if you think I was pooping. Yeah. Do it. For all you know, when I said I wasn't feeling well, I was puking. Hmm. The other pee. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes up the different end. Puking, peeing, puking. Oh my god, did you think puking meant peeing but through your mouth? That's what you said! The other P as in the P word. Do you understand how I was confused? No, I understand how you were confused, but, like, for for the record, I meant there was a triple P type situation in bathrooms. Okay. Oh, boy. So, if people are just listening to us for the first time, that was a great sample of how we usually are. We're still, like, we're, like, a couple hours. We're, like, an hour. But, like, if this is, like, their first aficionados experience, welcome to the aficionados. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, okay, so her name is Heather Holloway, plus Tom Holloway. And Janet Holloway. Holloway is such a good freaking last name. Hey, you, uh, you like someone with last name Holloway, right? I do. Yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, Josh. Yeah. But I just think Holloway is just such a beautiful last name. Um, okay, so they go and they find chemicals. Always In fun. their house. So they're like, oh, maybe they were making something. So, like, I didn't realize that they were literally, like, making the poison inside the bathroom or inside the kitchen. And then they just walked out and were like, here you go. Oh, fully. Like, it wasn't even, like... They were really brazen about it. And, like, you can't survive that type of thing. Mm-mm. Like, how the heck did she survive drinking that? What a great question that I don't have the answer to. That's a lot of chemicals. That's bad. Y- I mean, yeah. We ingest a lot of chemicals each day, though. Yeah, not those, though. Not all the ones that say have the poison label. It's true! So, I don't know. Will. Those are short shorts, my man. Oh my god. Robin is obsessed with how short Will shorts are. I... That's how the not 80s in a work. weird way. No, 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 in a in a oh my god, that was a choice fashion kind of way. Every single time he stands up, I'm like, whoa, buddy, dead ass. Lot. That is how the 80s were, my good bitch. I feel like Noah was like, really these shorts, these shorts. <laughs> okay, they, were, they had a special name too. I'm pretty sure, like other than short shorts, but I don't know what it was. Oh yeah, short shorts are like denim, and they're like for ladies. And they are that's what that's what short shorts connotate to me. Yeah, and they're tight. Yeah. So they get to the hospital because they're going to go see Doris. They sure do. Because they're like, let's take her to the place where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. So they're like, oh, Nancy's like, yeah, it's me, Nancy Driscoll again. I'm here to see my grandma and I brought my entire family. And the only person who is a problem here is Lucas. I love that she looks at him and she's like, really? And he's like, well, um. She, he could have said he was extended. adopted. No, I like, ex- I think extended is so much funnier. It's funnier, but adopted would have worked better. Probably. Um, but she's like, okay, regardless of this absolute charade, two at a time. But this also kind of calls out the show. Like, the show calls itself out by being like, look at all of these leads that we have. Only one of these people are a person of color. Yeah. I think it's like just... No, Dustin. Dustin, Lucas, and Erica. Yep. And that's it. I mean, and yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something we've talked about before, but sometimes it is mind-blowing to yeah. uh, revisit. Yeah. Um. So Eleven helps him with the vending machine. Lucas is like, it's an olive branch. 
I love how she was like Max was like asking about Mike and Eleven was like she's my he's my first boyfriend and then Lucas is like hello don't you understand and he's like no because it's his first girlfriend too so he doesn't know what he's doing either I mean how does Lucas know what he's doing yeah well he's broken up with Max five times I know but it's still hilarious to me that like somehow Lucas and Max are more experienced in relationships yeah so Tom killed Doris yeah, that happened. Like, she dead. Yeah, she's super dead. A lot of people were super dead in this episode. And he's also got Bruce on his side, who we hate. Bru- Brucey. You know That's what? how you can remember his name. Bruce? Because he looks- because he's a Busey, and he- and his name is Brucey. That was horrible. Well, alright. Eleven likes M&Ms, which is great for her. This feels like last season in the, um, way that, like, Bob is, like, walking around the lab and, like, everybody's dead. Yeah. Like, everybody's on the ground, you know? It gave me that sort of vibe, for sure. Bruce is out here for Nancy and not Jonathan, specifically. I wonder why. Like, is, was she on the list? Is she one of the people who is, like, like you know how I was saying last last time that, like, all the people at the end of last episode, like, mm-hmm. maybe that was, like, the list and he was supposed to get all of those people specifically? Well, it kind of makes me wonder, though, if maybe Bruce carried over some of his biases as well. Okay. And maybe. Hated her, right? I don't know. What do you think? Well, like when Billy had to take Heather, she was like, "Take me to him" or whatever. Yeah. So every time that happens to somebody, do they get that vision of that person saying that? Like, did he get a vision of Nancy being like, "Take me to her," because or take no, me to? No, I doubt it. Well, if he only wants Jonathan, like, like Billy didn't take Karen because Karen didn't t- say take me to him. I guess. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so I don't know. I'm, do you think that's the mind flayer choosing people? The Mind Flayer is definitely choosing people. I just yeah. don't know why. Okay. Oh, I was just saying, please don't kill Jonathan. Yeah, that would not be good. He's not my favorite character, but he, first I don't of all, want him to die. He's someone's favorite character, as you right. have said. Yeah. And that would be brutal. Every character is someone's favorite character. Exactly. So not only would that be sad because Jonathan's like really, he's not a bad guy. He's a pretty nice guy. To no, be he honest. is. He is. But also like, ugh, Will, ugh, Joyce. They don't yeah, deserve Jonathan they've, to they've die. They've been through some stuff. They yeah. need a win. So Nancy and Jonathan full on are murderers now. Yeah, that just kind of happened. But there's no proof. There's no evidence of them being murderers. So I guess they're scot-free. The minute the body started liquefying, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, y'all just got away with this crime. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say for the record, I support this crime. Yeah. But I was oh, like, yeah. oh God, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, this is going to take, like, so many court proceedings. Like, oh my god, they're going to need lawyers. And then I was like, this is a TV show and they'll probably just get away with it. Well, when you have to save your life like that, though, like, you're not worried about You're like, would I rather live or go to jail? Exactly. Even, like, I should get off because it's self-defense. But even if I don't, I'd rather go to jail than die Precisely. Right so. Uh, and then, of course, it d- does what the rats do and then becomes its own little mind flare. So every time that they, that something happens like that, does the mind flare get, like, a little bit bigger or does it make a new mind flare? Because is this a new mind flare or is this a part of the old one? I like, think it's, like, a mind flare, um... Another, like, like flunky. It's like a... A mini a mind flare, if you will. A yes, like bee. a worker bee. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Either way, it's terrifying. I don't love it. Oh my god. But I do also kind of love it. It definitely looks smaller than the one that we saw before. Oh yeah, it's a BB. So. Do you have any other thoughts? No. Okay, next episode. Bye! Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. Alright, so we just watched episode 306, which is called... E Pluribus Unum. Please explain. Okay, so no one judge us. We are Canadians, okay? So we don't know these things. 
I mean, I knew these things, but Robin didn't know these things. And if you what, not, is this common knowledge? No, it's common American knowledge. Oh, it's on, all their, it's on all their money. Sorry. Well, I don't have a lot of access to American money. And when I do, I don't read it. Buddy, I read this out to you earlier and I told you it was on all their money. Well, I only listened to the first part because the rest of it sounded boring. That's fair. But now, now you know how I operate. So, okay. So the any- things I say sound boring? No, when I'm like, I- I'm, I'm going to go ahead and flip this on you. <laughs> you know what I meant. Anyway. Okay. So, um, if you're not American, this is not common knowledge. It's on a lot of their money, and it means... I'm literally reading this from Wikipedia. It means, out of many, one in Latin. It is a clear reference to the 13 colonies united in one nation, symbolized by the shield on the eagle's breast. As explained in the official description of the Great Seal, the 13 vertical stripes represent the several states all joined in one solid compact entire supporting a chief, which unites the whole and represents Congress. So, let's start with um, Jopper. Cool. First of all... Klein, you so rude. That, Yo. that freaking poor hot dog stand guy. Yeah, he was like, what a jerk. He was just trying to do his job. He was just trying to sell hot dogs. Yeah. And you know what? He was probably doing a great job of it. Also, looking back on this, I realized that, like, he's supposed to find him, find Hopper, and he hasn't done it yet, so that's coming back oh, next that's episode. Going, that's going to be bad. For sure. I mean, considering we've seen the trailer and they're at the festival, I guess Hopper just comes to him. I'm just waiting for them to go to the carnival. That's all I want. Yeah, it's true. Just go to the carnival. Um. Oh, that was a really bad ride to get stuck on. Yeah, I've I'm been like, on that okay, ride and like, barf. If you're not like actually like up against the thing that you're supposed to be up against, then it's not fun. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be um slam city. Yeah. Okay, so slurpy discourse. Slurpy so much slurpy discourse. I love that. That's probably one of my favorite parts. And I also episode. wanna say I don't understand the standing for cherry because strawberry is a superior flavor. Yeah. So see, I I like strawberries better as a flavor, but I do agree that um, cherry Slurpees are better. I absolutely do not agree with that. That's okay. We're gonna have to do a taste experiment. Okay. Okay. I love how when Hop started like beating him up, it was just like some slapstick freaking music. That Literally, was so funny. like he, he was getting all high on his horse about like the Slurpee, and I was like, Hop's gonna beat the crap out of this guy. And I feel like Joyce knew it too. She was just like sitting there, like. Ooh. Did you think that Hop was wrong about Alexi after he, like, pushed him out the thing? Did you think Alexi was actually gonna go? I- yeah, I did. I did, too. I fully thought Hop was just making a complete clown of himself. Which has happened before. Absolutely! So, I mean, that was cool that the show was able to, like, with the character of Hopper. Like, he's gotten so many wins and so many loses that, like- at any point, you're like, I don't actually know how this is going to go. Yep. And that's pretty cool, I think. Do you want to talk about how you so many wins and so many loses? So many wins and so many loses. Losses. Yeah, sorry. I was saying, like, win and lose. Oh, I thought you were just, like, using the wrong word, and I was like... No, I'm sorry. I did that on purpose. Okay. Well, then, like, you should cut that out. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. You should cut my part out. I might keep it just so that other people don't think I'm stupid. That's fair. Okay. okay. She's not stupid. So, the key is what they're calling it. Um, it's a bit bigger than a key, so I feel like the word key is a really weird it word It is bigger than a key, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when I think of, like, the key, I think of something much smaller, so it's an interesting... Right. I mean, I guess if it's, like, if it's, like, a gate, yeah. like, if, it, if they're gonna call it, they should call it, like, a door if they're gonna call it a key, you know what I mean? Okay. Or, like, a lock. I don't know. Alright. There's lots of different ones in Russia, but they had to go to where the gate had been opened before. So, there we go. Our question from yep. last episode was answered, was which like, is great. Hawkins kind of is special. Um, Hopper's like, hey, you got you got whiskey? And he's like, no, I have vodka, which is a throwback to last season when he told, when he like got Nancy and Jonathan and they were like, let's have vodka because that's how you learn how to, how to think or whatever. Right. And then it was like learning how, and then they were talking about like diluting it. And that's how they like came up with the whole barb thing, which is pretty cool. 
I love that there's been no mention of Barb this season. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, um, I mean, Barb's death was, like, at the time, it was like, oh my God. But now, mm-hmm. like, you know, years later, it's, oh my God. Yeah. The discourse is exhausting. No mention of Muse either, though. Like, you know Bob's what? Justice for Muse. But um, they also, like, I don't know who it was. It was either Noah or David who said we were going to get an explanation for Chester the dog. And we have not gotten it yet. Maybe they're just um, trolling you and you'll never find get the explanation. I'm upset. I want I'm sorry. to know. Um, he calls him Fat Rambo. And he says even Thin Rambo couldn't get in. And, of course, as soon as they do that, they they cut to the kids who actually did get yeah. in. Which I think is really cool. Um, I'm torn between, like, ugh, fat jokes and, like, being like, all right, okay, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. Um, so they're calling Sam Owens, which is the name that I had be- I keep forgetting. I just keep calling him Guy from Alien. Yep. I haven't even seen Alien, and I know he's from Alien. Yeah, how the hell? Yeah. I How'd just knew he was from that. Oh, okay. Um, so great. And Hopper's alias is Antique Chariots. What in the heck? Who he came a- up with that? And also, he didn't even remember it. So yeah, probably because somebody- he-, he didn't come up with it. So, so somebody gave it to him. Yep. Um, and Joyce's is Wheelbarrow, but she just made that up. She sure did. Um, it's weird that she picked Wheelbarrow. Yeah. Um, they are a married couple. Just thought I'd let you know. They're doing that on purpose. Like, they they are so very clearly pointing us towards the direction of, like, Mm -hmm. they want them to have these petty fights that people would have. You know what I mean? So, I love that. And I'm like, I know that it's probably not going to be canon by the end of the season, and I'm already upset about it. You know what? But they are on their way. It is, it is a slow climb. Oh, it is law. Isn't um, season four supposed to be the last season? Like, Uh, they specifically were like, we only want to do four seasons. I had not heard that, and now I'm upset. No, they want to end it the way they want to end it. But I didn't know that the fourth season would be the end of it. I'm pretty sure that that, that was said, like, a year ago. I don't think that's right. The Duffer Brothers have said in the past that the plan is to do four seasons and end it. No! Listen, it's a good show, and sometimes good shows you just have to end. You know what I mean? Plus, you actually can't sustain this show for that long. Yeah. Because it's it's, it's just going to be the same plot over and over and over And again. these kids are going to freaking blow up. Like, that's the reason why we yeah. never get Sherlock anymore. Yeah. Is because the they started like that, and now they're, like, big shots, and we you just you can't keep them. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen here. Millie Bobby Brown was freaking just in Godzilla. Yeah. David Harbour is Hellboy right now. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. You know Noah Schnapp's going to do a bajillion things. Oh, yeah. He's a freaking icon. They're all adorable. Yeah. Um, and I like that the guy on the phone, like, listens to Joyce. Like, at first he's like, ma'am, and she's like, no, not ma'am. <laughs> Don't you ma'am me. Excuse me very much. Exactly. So, it's very like Steve to let the ch- the kids go. Yep. And I just want to support Robin in this, that she was also like, yeah, let's let the kids go. Like, if it was me, if I was the Robin, I'd be like, good luck, Steve. Love you. Bye. Yeah, that sounds like something you would do. So, or I'd be like, Dustin, you stay back. You guys are friends, right? <laughs> Um, so it turns out, I guess I was wrong about Robin, so whatever. If there was going to be a reveal, it was going to be the one where she got, she got tied up and they noticed that, like, Steve is, like, fully out. Exactly. The fact that they still don't, they weren't talking to her in Russian when Steve was completely out tells us that. I know. And she has, like, and she was sitting behind him in classes and stuff. Like, she's a real person. Ugh, I know. I just. That would have been crazy. I had, that was my theory. It was, that would have been crazy. I know. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I was onto something there for, like, a hot minute. You want to talk about Jurassic Park? Um, yeah. So many of this, of the shots from this were Jurassic Park-ish. Like, literally, when, um, Robin and Steve close the door behind them, and then press themselves against the door while the other two went and got in a duct. That literally is Jurassic Park. Alan and Ellie, like, 
did that while they protected the kids. Well, we know that um, Stranger Things is very good at like references to other things. Oh, fully. so so they definitely do that. And they're do- there's another Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park reference like later because I saw something in the trailer, and so I'm like really excited about it. Cool. Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time. I'm just letting people know right now. Okay. Erica believes the whole story, except she just doesn't believe the fact that Lucas was there. That's fully the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That is such kid logic, and I love it. Yeah. That's little sister logic. Also, we learn that Erica is a nerd, which we called. Yeah. Oh, fully. Yeah. And of course, Dustin is like, of course I know that stuff. Um, was My Little Pony actually nerdy like that in the 80s? Because that's not what My Little Pony is now. Yeah, My Little Pony has been overtaken by gross men now. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel confident in making fun of them. Yeah, it's not for you. I feel like we will talk a little bit more about this once we get to this episode when we get when we do our like long haul yeah, podcast. I, yeah, I just wanted to yell at gross men. Yeah. So they're torturing Steve. What? Which I'm which was, you know, not your favorite thing in the world, I gotta say. Yeah, it was sad. That's your boy. They got to do that too. That's your aura. That's your space. That's your aura. So they hit her too. Yeah. Like one of the things that I was thinking, like, obviously they're hitting Steve like a lot. A lot. But they don't seem to be hitting her much. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't show us that either. Yeah. It was just kind of one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not want to watch that. And I'm glad that they knew that I didn't want to watch that. That was really considerate of them. When they're torturing Steve, he's like, I work at Scoops Ahoy. Yeah. You think I just wear this? Oh my god. He's like, you think this is just an outfit that I wear? No, this isn't my style. This is my uniform, right? Okay, but like, maybe that is just what you wear to Steve. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on in your life. And of course they laugh and everything and they're like, haha, this guy is funny except we don't believe you still. Like funny clown. And I'm like, yeah, he is a funny clown. <laughs> so yeah, he, like I said before, he's completely out. So like if she was evil, this is where that, the, that reveal Oh, I know I was wrong. I'm just upset about it. Okay. What is the acid? We still actually don't know. Girl, like what does it do? Is it supposed to tunnel its way into the like upside down or something? It just like- looks like it's incredible. Extremely corrosive. Yeah, like what is the point of it? I don't know. I don't know either. They seem to have a lot of it though. I have a lot of questions. Um, the key, key, but like the keys that Dustin gets, like to open all of the things. Yeah. It's labeled with a three, and it's season three. I don't know if that is a that, thing, yeah. but it could be. So Robin and Steve form a plan in which they are going to jump over <laughs> to to the scissors, and they're like, and these guys are idiots. They left us scissors, lol. Um, it was a good plan until it wasn't. Yeah, and then they fell over, and of course she laughs because she's like, <laughs> I'm, a mo- I'm a movie character. <laughs> We're screwed. We're going to die. So she tells the story about how Steve was like the king and she remembers him, but he was like kind of a jerk. And of course he knows that and everything. And they have the whole conversation about popularity and what that was like. And I liked that he used the word BS because that's Nancy's word, right? Yeah. So when he when he was being a jerk, I mean, in season two, he wasn't being a jerk, but Nancy she, accused him of being a jerk for no heckin' reason. Right. And she used, she used that word over and over again. So I liked that he remembered that. So... I've now revised my theory, and it's bye, Robin? Sure. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm Okay, okay bye. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. That's my theory for now. Sure. You cool with that? Yeah. Cool. My next question was, why aren't they torturing her? Like, I under- Like, we don't want to see that, obviously, but, like, why aren't they torturing her? Just- I feel like they did a little. They All they did was slap her, and then they, like, also injected her, but that's it. Like, is it just, like- I mean- sexism but like that that's for, possible for the good because then she didn't get tortured no like i, I think that's possible yeah like literally they're just like we don't hit women like i don't know so they're like who else knows and of course they're like on drugs or whatever they're like the drugs didn't even do anything and they're like maybe the drugs did something this is my favorite um, thing in the whole world is um tv science where they're like 
yes, sodium pentothal will make them talk. And I'm like, no, it won't, you idiots. <laughs> but then Steve lets it out that, like, Dustin knows. He gives him his full freaking name. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, the curly hair kid. And he's like, yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That sure. clown. And then they talk about the code and they tell it everything. The acid goes through the floor and then they come in with their big shock thing. And they're going to defeat them. <sighs> Either way, everyone is headed towards this one place. Yo, but, like, Dustin charging in and, like, shocking a man. Like, mm-hmm. Dustin, did you just kill someone? Yeah. Like, Dustin? Dustin, hello? Um, okay, so... Nancy is running through the hospital because, oh my god, it's a mind flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tries to get through the freaking emergency exit, and it's blocked. Now, was that fertilizer? I didn't get a good look at it. I didn't see what it was. It I, looked like fertilizer to I me. I thought it was, like, some sort of cement because the room that she eventually gets into is, like, being uh, redone. Oh, that's possible. So not necessarily cement, but, like, something like that. Like, something yeah. home. I... De- not home decor, but home uh, renovation. Yeah. So, um, I kind of thought that maybe this whole running through, like, um, an under-construction hospital was maybe an homage to um, Happy Death Day. Okay. Which um, was that sort of uh, time loop movie where she keeps dying and coming back. There's an exact scene where she runs through an under-construction hospital to escape, like, a murderer. I don't think most of the hospital was under construction. I think just that part of the hospital. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, okay, sure. The scenes are very similar. Yeah, but um, the door is blocked, and like, I don't think they did that on purpose. I think that was just like a nice coincidence for the mind flayer. But like, um, excuse me, if you're running a hospital, you can't be blocking the yeah the fire exits. What are you doing? Seems reckless. Really bad. You know, seems really reckless. So now we learn that he can melt and reform, which is terrifying. What a cool and gross power to have. Uh, Elle saves Nancy. Nancy. So it goes down the drain and there's a bone left over. Yeah, I guess like whatever it absorbs from humans, that one wasn't fully digested. I guess. That's so nasty. Gross. Um, so Eleven goes into her mind. She can't find anybody. Um, they talk about brain damage, and turns out, in the 80s, brain damage isn't real. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. That's the fate. Jonas Brothers can't break up their brothers. Both of the girls gang up on Mike, because he deserves it, and he's like, you can't be spying on me, what if I was pooping? I'm like, you know what? That's kind of fair. L takes that risk every time she spies on someone. It's true. What if H- Hopper was pooping? In the forest? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Then she'd be like, I'll come back later, you know? <laughs> later. I'm going to give him some privacy. This has happened way too many times. We also get the um, revelation that Mike loves Eleven. Okay. Has he I mean, said that really before? Sweet. I don't think so. He didn't say that to her face. But everyone froze. Yeah, everyone's like, <gasps> and then she comes in and I thought maybe she had heard, but it was clear, no. she hadn't. Yeah, no. So she finds Billy and he's in his room because he wants them to find him. Because it's a trap. Obviously. Yes, yeah, obviously. Billy seems to know the source. Is is it just me or does it seem like people who are flayed have like black blood? Oh, I didn't even clock that. Like it's it's we don't really pay attention to that just because black blood is a normal thing in the hundred. <laughs> so I'm which like, is another show that we yeah. watch. So every time it happens, I'm like, oh yeah, normal. But now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, like that's ooh, that's not normal. Weird. So I don't know if that's even gonna come back up, but whatever um i think maybe it's that their blood is sludgy sure so now he can hold on to her in the thing because i guess because he's part of the mind flare and the mind flare yeah i think they're on even playing field now interesting that the mind flare was the big bad for two full seasons yeah i didn't even think about that like obviously in a different capacity 
But, but the Demogorgon was like the big bad, yeah. and I think that's the thing that everyone associates with Stranger Things. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm I'm both torn be- between like being like, okay, yeah, I'm glad they didn't bring that back because you know repetitive villains get annoying. Like you know when they kept bringing back the Death Star in Star Wars, and I'm like, really, you bought you built another one? Mm-hmm. That's the same plot twice, and then just sort of going, oh, but I kind of missed the Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I wanted to know more about like how that species developed in the Upside Down. Right. I want more Upside Down science. Oh yeah, we ha- we have not spent that much time in the actual Upside Down this season, which Mm-mm. is interesting. Um. So yeah, he can hold on to her, so she falls. I just wanted to give myself a shout out because as soon as I saw a beach, I was like, California. Yes, this is where Billy grew up. Can attest that that is what happened. And I got it, and I was so proud of myself. If we hadn't gotten an explanation, I was going to come on here and be like, it's California. California and I was gonna look like a heckin' genius. Um, I wanna give myself a shout out as well. Okay. That I saw a flash of blonde hair and a familiar like a slightly familiar face for five seconds and I was like, Oh yeah, that's Parker from Leverage. And I was right. And then I texted my girlfriend and I said, Hey, Beth Rescrap is in this and she was like, What? And I was uh-huh. like, Yeah, you already finished and I noticed and you didn't. <laughs> so he holds on to her as if he doesn't want her to see what the source is, but she still sees it, which is interesting. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, uh, I can't tell. But either way, this is Billy's mom, and obviously she's gone through some bad stuff. The sad part of his life is, like, takes place on the other side of the beach, which is, like, really dark, and it's, like, mostly about his dad. Yeah. Obviously they're trying to explain, like- why Billy is so garbage. I'm a little upset that we're getting so much of Billy's storyline when I thought I was promised Steve's parents. Yeah. And I haven't gotten anything about Steve's family other than the fact that his dad is making him stay at the, is making him work at the ice cream shop. So I'm a little disappointed that I'm getting so much Billy. Like more, like I already knew about Billy's dad. I, here's the thing. I didn't need to know this. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to this know was Billy's tragic black backstory. Exactly. Not only was it implied, but I don't need to him as a villain to be humanized. Yeah. Like, he was already... Like, I understand that toxic masculinity absolutely contributed to who he became. But he every day he woke up and made a choice to be the person he was. Mm-hmm. Every day he woke up and decided to be racist. He decided to bully kids. He decided to borderline abuse Max. He made those choices. So it's like, it's literally the epitome of cool motive, still murder. I didn't need to know this about him. He hates his father. His father makes him cry. And he looks at himself in the mirror and says, like, I'm going to be just like my dad today. Exactly. You got to make the decision. And I mean, this doesn't happen to me. So I don't know how hard it is if it's a hard thing to do. It doesn't seem like a hard thing to do to me, though. That, like, you wake up and you're like, I don't want to be a bad person anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why it was like, I really loved, I liked the moment where he showed actual remorse when he was in the sauna. But it was like, that that wasn't even him. Like, how much of that was him? My thing is, my biological dad is not a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not abusive, but he is just really reckless, really manipulative, really just doesn't really care. He's Peter Pan. He never wanted to grow up. Mm -hmm. And he's a huge liar. And I know that... I wake up every single day and I'm like, I am not going to be anything like my dad. Like, I'm going to try and be a good person. So that is a conscious choice that you make. Is it easy? No, because sometimes there are ugly instincts that exist in a person. But fighting those is what makes you a responsible, good person who contributes to the world. Mm -hmm. And Billy chose not to do that. So I don't have any sympathy for him. I have sympathy for the young version of him. Mm -hmm. But once I saw who he chose to become, I got nothing for him. Yeah. No. So clearly the Mind Flayer chose Billy. Yeah. As one of the people who had, like, I guess, like, the saddest backgrounds or the saddest past who 
Like, I wonder if that's part of it, you know, like, for Is example, just easier to exploit deeply? like a, like a dementor is like, I'm looking for people with happiness. I'm looking for people yeah. with joy. Like, I wonder if it's kind of like that. And if so, then like, why choose Heather? Cause she seemed like she was in a happy-ish family. She still had a garbage dad, but then he chose her dad. He chose her mom. He chose Doris. And I'm just like, if you're choosing Nancy. That's my thing as well is like, Nancy kind of has the same parental situation that Heather did. But not like Billy at all. No. So I'm not sure what's up with that. No, I don't know either. Um, I don't know if we'll even get an answer, but. Probably not. When Eleven woke up and we saw that she was all by herself, we were like, that's not true. Like originally, like my first thought was like, well, Mike told her to get out and then she didn't. She took too long. So they had to go. Yeah. But then my next thought was like, someone would have stayed with her. The minute she woke up alone, I was like, she's not right. Yeah, she's that's not to true. Um, so Billy is the voice of the mind flayer at this point. I think it's pretty clever. Yeah. Also, great way to save money by not having to do CGI of the Mind Flayer. Yeah, I remember seeing that in, like, the most recent, I think most recent trailer. And I was like, uh, I remember being like, the Mind Flayer can talk? Oh my god. I was like, what? But I think what the Mind Flayer is basically saying that, like, we did, like, you let us in. You're gonna have to make us, like, let us stay. We did all of this for you, basically. And now, like, we're gonna kill everybody, basically. So, do they consider her their god or their savior or their enemy that they need to destroy, do you think? I, in my, like, I'm thinking just in my head that it's kind of like she's still their enemy because she keeps trying to... Destroy them. Not destroy, but... Well, yes, destroy, but, like, what she keeps doing is, like... Rejecting them? Not rejecting, um... Do you want me to help or leave you be? No, you can help. It's just, like, she keeps... It's pushing away, but, like, in a harder way. Like, no. it's like when... it's. Uh, all I'm seeing in my head, I can't think of the word right now, but all I'm seeing in my head is when, like, people have so many things in their room and they just put it all in the closet and then they close the closet. Frantic? No, not. it's not an adjective. It's, like, it's a verb. But, like, it, it doesn't matter what the word is. I'm basically just thinking, like, what she's doing, she's trying to take it all, she put it, put it away. You know, she hasn't yeah. gotten rid of it, even though she's trying to. Yeah. She's like, Ugh! all of that's in there. And there's, like, a whole lot inside yeah but she has she hasn't destroyed it she's just not apprehended it but she's not delayed it but it doesn't matter what the word is but basically like she corralled it? it kind of I, it doesn't matter but that's what what's happened i guess okay. cordoned it off no she basically like they see her as an enemy someone who keeps trying to like push push them away is fine I had no idea that this question was going to torture you, so I'm so matter. sorry. It's fine. Um, and the last thing, I, the last note I had about this one is that Doris didn't die. Dor, <coughs> who's whose blood was that on Tom's hands last episode? If if it, if it wasn't Doris, I mean, she was probably injured, and then like just didn't die from her injuries. Oh. Okay, two more episodes left, Brittany. I'm like already dreading the ending. It's 11 p.m. Can't wait to be awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> Ahoy! 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 Starcourt Mall. Okay, so we just finished episode 307. It was called The Bite, and it is past midnight, but we still have to watch the last episode, obviously. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna do it. So we're just gonna go chronologically through my notes here for this one. Um, can I tell you an anecdote about my life? Sure. I don't know if I would call it an anecdote about my life. Um, instead, it's just like a funny tweet my cousin made once. Oh, okay. So you just lied, but okay. So are you familiar with the ride, the Himalaya? I'm not. Really? Yeah, I don't know well, what that is. We saw it on the thing. It's like a, it's the one where it is has like- Is that the like, spinny thing? No, that, that's a different- I think you're thinking of a different one. It does okay. spin. It's like goes in a circle and has like little things, like little uh, hills- Oh, no, no, and no. And everything. No. Okay. And, and all of the cars are really, like, close together. And it just are they goes on over. arms? 
arms? No, 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 no. Oh, it's like it's like a little. It's called the Himalaya because you're supposed. It's supposed to be like you're going through the mountains. Okay. Um, I wonder if I can get. A I literally have no idea. We saw it. it. It wasn't the thing that Joyce and Hopper were on, was it? No. Oh yeah, someone's got it. The Himalaya. Oh, it's like um a carousel top, and then all the cars all spin in a circle. Right, gotcha. like really okay, fast, yeah. right? And so on the Himalaya. If you search Himalaya ride, it comes up on Google if you're so confused. Either way. Okay. On the Himalaya, they play the music super, super, super loud, right? Just yeah. majorly loud. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy who's running the Himalaya always is just like, hands up, or like, everybody scream. Oh, or God. Like, whatever. And so one time, my cousin Aaron, he tweeted after we had gone to the fair one year. Like, we go to the fair every single year. Except for this year, I won't be there for that, and I'm sad. Either way, one year, <laughs> like maybe six years ago, maybe mm. five years ago, he, we went to the fair and we rode the Himalaya and then immediately after he tweeted, pour one out, <laughs> pour one out for the broken DJ dreams of the Himalaya ride operator. Oh! <laughs> and that, to this day, is one of the funniest tweets of all time. Thank you. I feel that. Yeah. I, f- I felt that. Um, I love how we saw the band and we know that since they just graduated, Robin is not in the band anymore. Yep. Thank you. Ted and Holly got lines. That was shocking. Congrats. Ted is um such a wet blanket. Of a human. If I was going to describe Ted, it would be wet blanket. Like, I just prefer Ted so much over Billy for Karen that, like, every time Ted does anything, I'm like, ah, Ted. It's like, Ted achieves the bare minimum. Like, in seasons one and two, I was like, Ted, I hate you. Come on. Do your- do anything, Ted. And now I'm like, Ted. Like, another man had to be garbage (laughs) in order to, like- be like, oh, okay, I guess Ted doesn't suck as much as he could. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's so bad. Mm-hmm. So, they're at the top of the Ferris wheel. The wheelers are. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. They're at the wheeler. top of the wheel. Um, and Holly sees the trees moving. Holly has been, like, tempted by the upside down before. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there's a correlation there, potentially. It's also a Jurassic Park 2 reference. Okay. There's um, a lot of Jurassic Park in this episode, so I'm probably gonna bring it up a lot. Mm-hmm. So, they're all at Eleven's house, I guess? It looked like she and Hop's house. Yeah, okay. Um, And it's here. It's freaking here. It It is. It's here. And, yeah, just a big battle scene happened that I... I I don't mind battle scenes, but I don't have anything to say about them. No, I loved it. It was a really good scene, and I love that um, Lucas got a moment to shine, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and once again, Nancy is always on the gun. Yeah. But, yeah. I liked that she ran out of bullets this time, because Very in realistic. our finale podcast that we just put out for season one finale, um, one of the things that people who were, like, gun enthusiasts also- Oh, yeah. Scary people. Not necessarily. Excuse me. I'm just afraid of guns. Um, but, like- People. That's because you're illogical. I I am fine making inflammatory <laughs> statements like that. Um, but there were people who were like, the specific gun that Nancy has is supposed to run out of bullets, and she she shoots too many times without reloading, and it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> but I liked that this time she did run out of bullets just to make those people feel happy, especially because it was a shotgun. Yeah. So it's like that thing can hold nothing. Mm-hmm. And they tried to barricade the thing. Eleven's house is the one that turns out to be effed up this season. Yeah, it. You know what? Which is the, great for the buyers. Yeah, I was gonna say truly. the buyers have had enough. Yeah, I like how in the um, Dustin storyline, the kids have to like save the teens. Yep, I love that. I love. Yeah, yeah. And we get a little bit more about Steve's dad, who seems to. Um, think that Steve is always doing drugs or something. Which is so weird. I'm like, are you guys okay? Yeah. I was just like, I feel like I was promised some Steve content. I mean, I got a lot of Steve content, but like, 
You're not the one you wanted. About his family, and yeah. I, I thought someone like actually said that we were going to. Like, I feel like Joe. I feel maybe like said. that is like the bare minimum. Yeah, like we got like three lines about his dad. Yeah, probably. and that like, for oh. Joe that was probably a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but the people took his keys, so they need to find a different uh ride. Uh, and they never do. <laughs> no, they sure stay don't. In the mall. Yeah, they sure don't. Um, so they go to the movie theater. Great. So they go to the movie theater, basically. Yeah. On to Jopper. Oh my I think- God. Okay, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. So we're going chronologically. Yeah. So in the Jopper storyline, I know that they're fighting and they're fighting a lot. I think banter is cute. I, I, I'm, I'm living for this. This like, was the most married they've been so far. Like I'm into banter. Like I know that they're like, they're like, um, mad at each other or whatever. But they're mad because they like each other so much. But, like, when I fight with people like that, I'm having a great time. Oh, yeah. You you can tell. Like, yeah. they were both irritated, but you could tell, like, they were kind of living for it. Because it was also a way to, like, vent their frustration yeah. at the situation. It's just, like, I love them so much. Banter is a thing. Banter is a thing, and I love <laughs> it. Like, bickering is so good. I do good bicker. Yeah. And, like, one of my favorites- You've seen. You've seen. I've, I've seen. I do good bicker. I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things was when Joyce, like, picked up the phone and was on the phone- and Hopper was yelling at her while, while she, she was, was on the phone. phone. And I was like, so when was the wedding? Because yeah. we are way <laughs> past it. Yeah. And of course, Murray and couples. Like, Murray, what couple are you in? But he's, Is Murray us? I don't... I hope not. I think Murray's us. Like, <laughs> um, Murray's yeah, such a I shipper. Can, I can also speak Russian. But um, the thing is that, like, we don't see Murray in any type of relationship. But he hits the nail on the head with both Nancy and Jonathan and Hopper and Joyce. So I'm like, okay, well, we can give him a little bit of, uh, like, I knew this was coming because they were going to see Murray. You know M- what I mean? Murray's a shipper. Yeah. You know? And Murray was like, yeah, I told them that they should get together. And Alexi was like, they're not together. And they're like, ha ha ha. Literally, the best. Murray's entire like monologue where he was like, I have both of you figured the frick out. And Mm -hmm. I think you guys should just bang and get it over with. And I was like, I would like to see it. When he said it to Nancy and Jonathan, we were like, ew, they're teens, Murray. But they're like, now he's talking to like full on adults. And we're like, and I'm like, yes, Murray, Murray, speak the truth, Murray. (laughs) I think because their attraction to each other is so obvious. Whereas like with Nancy Nancy and Jonathan, I was like, okay. (laughs) So Max knows medical stuff because she's a skateboarder and I love that for her. I love that detail. Mm -hmm. Um, Will has changed shorts. But they're still really short. I love how much his shorts bother you. <laughs> Will, my man. I don't Will, know. Will, my good bitch. I don't know, buddy. Will, my good bitch. So, Billy, I wanted... I don't think this is actually relevant, but I wanted to point out the fact that Billy is not within the Mind Flayer. Like, Billy is the only person that we know for sure isn't, like, f- like inside the Mind Flayer. Like, everybody else has, like, become sludge. Oh, you mean his body. Yeah. Yes. Like, um, everyone else has become sludge and become part of the Mind Flayer, but Billy has not. Yeah, Dobby so, is a free elf. Just wanted to point that out. Um, fireworks, yes. So, Mike is like, you know what, Elle? You and me being broken up has really, like, changed my life. And I'm totally... I'm like, that happened, like, two days ago, though? And also, like, that was her whole plan. Yeah. Oh, like, literally. Yeah. But I'm like, buddy... That happened two days ago. Take a little bit more time for yourself. And also, he's still bad at explaining romantic things. Like, it's just like, whenever we talk about romance, I'm just like, I just want to talk about Joyce and Hopper. <laughs> well, um, no. Because we're talking about this right now. But I don't want to. I want to talk about Joyce and Hopper. Okay, well, podcast is over. Bye! Bye. Okay, keep going. But, like, at the end of season one, he was like, you know, like, my mom can be your mom, except not, I'm not your brother because, well, and, like, the exact same thing happens in this moment. Like, the exact same thing. So I love that. That they were, like, still the same. Oh, yeah, fully. Do you want to talk about Mike Dustin? Mike Dustin! 
Kate, literally, okay, so there were, this whole friggin' movie is, this whole friggin' movie, this whole friggin' episode is literally my formative films, which is Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, because my mom is an angel. She raised us on those movies, don't ask me why, but when they, one, had the soundtrack going through all of this, like, the Back to the Future soundtrack, and then they had um, Mike and Dustin yelling at each other in the exact same way that Doc and Marty yell at each other over the radio, I, I made Robin pause to lose my mind, because I was just so happy that movie just makes me happy it reminds me of my mom and it just brings me joy i'm happy for you thank you um so they um they go and puke which they sure was graphic do. um i did not consent to seeing that yeah but whatever so um one of the main things that were the was the most unrealistic about this episode was that uh hopper was able to find such a good parking spot yeah that um really bothered me really took me out you know just like it's not true it's a festival it's gonna be a nightmare in there hopper who do you think you are so a piece of the mind flayer is inside l now because of the bite which is why this episode is called the bite hey um disgusting i knew something bad was gonna happen with that bite considering the name of the, of the episode you know oh wow she's smart one thing that I like about Steve and Robin is that they have had two heart-to-hearts so far, and neither of the time they are looking at each other. You know what? Because I feel like as humans, it's easier to do. Oh, 100%. And, like, th- these writers are just like, oh, okay, we know what we're doing. And you the can, directors, for sure. You can be more authentically yourself when someone isn't looking at you. Hundo. And that's 100% true. Hundo. Like, you can do more acting, in my opinion, if you're looking at someone and you have something really important to say, then, like, that's fine. But, like, also, like, it's, there's more to say even about, like, being separate. There's a vulnerability in having to look at someone else. It yeah. makes you censor yourself a little bit more, I think. But, like, you can, like, you know, you can talk about, you know, those small private smiles that you do. That, like, people do to themselves, too. Yeah. Like, you, they don't do that in front of people, you know? So That's the, so true. There's, there's extra that you can glean from that. Um, however, Brittany. Robin. Way to go. <gasps> Thank you! Ah! Okay, so, would you like to know my secret? Yeah. You knew. <laughs> No, that's so sad. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. You're a liar. I I didn't know. Here's the thing. You're a liar. I'm not even done talking yet. I was so proud of you. Literally, all Sam said in the entire season, Sam is my girlfriend, all she said the entire season is, there is one gay character. And that was it. I guessed it. I was like, because I thought it. Of course you guessed it. No, because I thought it was Will. And then I was like, okay, well, it's not Will, so it's going to be Robin. What do you mean it's not Will? We got, he doesn't like girls. Right. But like, I figured like, if it wasn't going to be textual, Sam wouldn't get like excited about that. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's a girl. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's like, um, Erica. And I wasn't sure. It's a baby. Straight people know they're straight when they're little too. No, I know, but. They, they wouldn't do that that young. I guess. Okay, so you didn't know for sure. You're not a liar, but you cheated for sure. I, I wouldn't even call it cheating. I, I, I literally just put my tin hat on and picked a random target. No, if Sam had said there's a gay character, I would have I would have guessed her too. Oh, I literally- I had her pinned for either a Russian or a gay. <laughs> like, I was not on the right track for most of this season. Listen, if Steve is looking for another Robin, I'm available. Okay. Just putting that out into the world. Okay? Okay. He's okay. a fictional character. Okay. Yeah, he's the he's the age of my parents now. Uh oh cool. Cool, 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 cool. But Oh my god, Joyce and Hopper are old. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. I don't want to think about that anymore. Oh, it's very old. Yeah, they're like in their eighties. They could be dead. <laughs> oh no. I don't I don't want to think about this. Well, we'll wait till season four and see what happens. Okay? Stop it. 
All right. We'll wait till next episode and see what happens, because I heard something bad happen, Yeah, I don't know what. I'm really worried, because the whole internet seems pissed about the last 25 minutes of the show, and we are walking into it blind. Yeah. We have no clue what's about to happen, and I'm terrified. I- then they, like, bring back the banter. Like, there's more banter- because then he's like, listen, Tammy kind of sucks. And she's like, no, I support her and love her. And he's like, no. Like, it, it implies that he thought about it. it. It implies that he thought about and it. And it also is, like, just such a an easy acceptance. Yeah. Um, because, like, she's like, hey, I'm gay. And he's like, yeah, but you bad taste in women? <laughs> and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and now they can have chats about it. Like, you It's know, so true. Yeah, like, now they're like, now we can talk about um, the girls we like together. It's like, did I know that Steve needed a lady gay friend? No. But do I love it? And I knew Steve would be good about it, too. Oh, of course. He was always gonna be a good guy, Steve. Of course. Alexi just wants to have fun. He just wants to go to the carnival Don't bring up Alexi to me. I'm so upset right now. I knew he was gonna die, and I was still upset. I know. You said he was gonna die, and I didn't want it to be true, but I kind of knew in the back of my head that it was gonna be true. Because he just screams red shirts. I just, um, love him, and I'm sad. Is Alexi the Bob of this season? Um, honestly- Justice for Alexi? Honestly, yes. Yes. I- I'm- you know what? Yes, I'm declaring it now. Alexi is the Bob of this season. Jopper holds hands. I'm emotional about it. What? They are living a rom-com. Yeah. Like, they keep getting thrown into rom-com situations. Mm-hmm. People keep telling them they're in love, and yeah. they're like, what? Except people die sometimes. Hey, rom-coms sometimes have death. Yeah, but not like that. Listen. <laughs> Name one that has, like, a death in which there's an action scene and then a, then gun violence. Like, a rom-com? Yeah. Date night. Yeah, but date night's also a comedy. That's the point! A right, Romantic rom-com. comedy. <laughs> That's the one with Tina Fey and Steve Carell? Yeah. I saw it. I don't remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is an action movie. It's a romance. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. Okay, but this is my my favorite- I haven't seen that one. Literally, my favorite genre of movie is an action rom-com. Like, I love it. And so few of them are good, but when they're good, I will watch them over and over and over again. I just like regular rom-coms. Ones that don't have action in them, because I'm like, I just want to- relate to you yeah like listen <laughs> i don't relate to your listen, action i don't like guns in real life but in movies and stuff i'm like oh my god this adds so much to it <laughs> they take these escalator slide because i guess the escalator wasn't working i mean I that's just, just how like, it be sometimes you it's know? like just step over top of the velvet rope and go down the stairs but they're like this slide goes faster i mean they're kids what did you expect mm-hmm. alexi wins a woody the woodpecker as his final... Please don't. His final accomplishment. I'm so sad. My next note is R.I.P. I loved you. I really did. I loved him. He was he was a spy and he was a bad person, but he was also a good person and he liked Slurpees. He loved Slurpees. And he just wanted to live a normal life and have friends. And I've literally put all of my head cannons onto him. There's no reason. <laughs> but I love him anyway. I remember watching the first episode and like that guy like talking to him and i'm like that guy looks like he's nice and i bet we're gonna see that guy again and now and I then love we him. did and, now I love him. and then he died i'm sad i knew that as soon as murray like left him i was like you're gonna come back and he's gonna be dead already and after he won and was making friends and realizing that the american dream might be in his grasp yeah ah alexi <laughs> you're an immigrant of course it wasn't <laughs> It's America. It's America. Actually, it was the 80s. That was still possible, maybe? Maybe. Question mark? My next note is, ugh, Ted. Ugh, Ted. Just because Karen was thinking, ugh, Ted. Me, I'm like, every time Ted does something, I'm like, oh, Ted, you're just so delightfully simple. The bar for men is on the floor. It's true. So Hopper goes into the cave of horrors. He kills a guy. Um, now that's a dream man right there. He's chunky and he's an action hero and he has a mustache and he doesn't bathe and he wears 
bad shirts, and that's a dream man. I like his shirt. Yeah, but that's because you own his shirt. No, I don't. You fully own a Hawaiian shirt. I own a Hawaiian shirt. That's not even a Hawaiian shirt. It's a it's a pattern shirt. Okay, first of all, it has flamingos on it, so that counts as a Hawaiian shirt. There are flamingos in Hawaii? What a great question. <laughs> Alexa, are there flamingos in Hawaii? No. Hawaii does not have a flamingo. Yes! Cool. I win! Okay, 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 okay. My next reach. Uh-huh. On the Twitter moment, it said that people are obsessed with Hopper's Hawaiian t-shirt. Okay, I so win. Twitter is wrong. Well, that's usually the case. Okay, cool. So you didn't win, just to be clear. No, I, in my in my mind, I did. Okay. Uh, in the minds of the listeners, I won. Um, you can't decide that for them. No, because it's true. Yeah, but you can't decide that for them. Don't tell them. It has flamingos on it, and flamingos aren't in Hawaii, therefore not a Hawaiian shirt. Thank you so much. Okay, continuing on. I feel like a Hawaiian shirt is a a t-shirt with a bold print. I feel like I'm right. I'm looking it up. um, Okay, so (laughs) no, I'm looking up what qualifies a Hawaiian t-shirt. Voice punches. You Hawaiian t-shirt. It's not a t-shirt. It's a button-up. Uh, Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian t-shirts near me. Wow, people really like Hawaiian t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Aloha shirt. What? I typed in Hawaiian shirt and a Aloha shirt popped up as a Wikipedia. You're about to get wrecked. The Aloha shirt, commonly referred to as a Hawaiian shirt, is a style of dress shirt originating Hawaii. It is currently the premier textile export of the Hawaiian manufacturing industry. Bro, no one can understand what you're saying. The dress shirts are printed, mostly short-sleeved, and collared. They usually have buttons, sometimes for the entire length of the dress shirt, and sometimes just down the the chest. Aloha dress shirts usually have a left chest pocket sewn in, often with attention to ensure the printed pattern remains continuous. Hop's shirt is a Hawaiian shirt. It is a Hawaiian-style shirt, but it is not Hawaiian-themed. You you can't change the parameters parameters of this argument at the end when you've already lost? No, I absolutely can't. You absolutely cannot. Brittany, it is a Hawaiian style shirt. Um, yes? No, it's a Hawaiian shirt. It is a Hawaiian style a Hawaiian shirt. shirt, yes? It's a Hawaiian shirt. Brittany? It's a, it's a Hawaiian shirt. It's a Hawaiian style shirt, right? <laughs> but wait, I'm agreeing with you. It's a Hawaiian yes! style shirt, correct? Yes! But it is not Hawaiian themed because it doesn't have anything about Hawaii. Are usually it, adorned with traditional Hawaiian quilt designs, tapa designs, and simple floral patterns in more muted colors. Contemporary Aloha shirts may have prints that do not feature any traditional Hawaiian quilt or floral patterns, but instead may incorporate drinks, palm trees, surfboards, or other island tropical elements arranged in the same pattern. Guess what? What? You said the word contemporary, bitch. Contemporary? Okay. Now we have to look up- Yeah. Now we have to look up what what contemporary encompasses. This is so stupid. It's not Hawaiian themed, just to be clear. That doesn't mean it's not a Hawaiian shirt. We've already figured out that it is a Hawaiian shirt, Brittany. I love it is that not Hawaiian I was themed. right, but you're like, I need to change the goal. In what world were you right, Brittany? <laughs> Do you want to know something funny? I don't fucking remember why we're arguing about this. I don't know either. You yelled at me for no reason, and now I'm just defending myself. It's not Hawaiian themed because it doesn't have anything from Hawaii on it. Are flamingos from islands? Because it said it has to have island themed stuff on it. Where are flamingos even from? Hawaiians are tropical. Or Hawaiians are tropical. Flamingos are tropical. But they're not from Hawaii? Yeah, but they're tropical. Flamingos. They're in the category. Sure, yeah, they're from the Caribbean. So that counts. But they're not but it's not Hawaiian themed. It's island themed, but not Hawaiian. Did you know that you can buy Ma'am, ma'am where are you seeing flamingos in this shirt? Pink. Those aren't flamingos. Those are flamingos. What we are had they? a whole conversation <laughs> about it being flamingos, and it's not. There aren't even any flamingos what on it. <laughs> it's just a pattern. <laughs> they are not even flamingos. I'm so tired. Look it. What are they? Nothing. It's just shapes. Brittany, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, and I can't keep doing this with you because you always argue with me, and you're always wrong. 
family hates it too. I will confidently stick to the wrong argument. It's terrible. Just to entertain myself. Like, I have no emotional investment in something other than this seems fun. Alright, we're done. <coughs> I'm done talking about this with you. So she punches Larry, and the guy in the background says, yay, lady. Um, Grigori's still alive, even though he got shot uh, 11 flips a car again, which is dope. Finally, everyone communicates, which is great. 11 still hurt. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you for next episode. Brittany, shut up. We have neighbors, and it's 1230 in the morning. You're the worst person I know. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> I can't live with you any longer. <laughs> I've signed a lease and I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, you really fucked up. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. All right, so we finished watching 308, The Battle of Starcourt, um, at 2 a.m. last night. We sure did. And it would have gone a lot faster if we hadn't been recording in between these, but I think it was worth it. No, it was. But of course, if you're listening to this, you've seen the episode. Mm-hmm. And we were so emotionally spent at that point that we were like, I would like to go to sleep now. Yeah, so we went to bed. So it's the next morning, and we are here to talk to you about it. I cried a lot. I cried a lot as well. Yeah. But, I mean, they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they like they were like, hey, what if we pull every single heartstring? And I was like, well, that's rude. The, uh, the notes that I took for this were a lot less detailed than I have done in all of the other ones, but that's because I wanted to actually pay attention to it since it was the season finale. Yeah, it was just like so, experiencing it that was um, more important. And I hope that I didn't forget a whole lot um, based on that. But we'll talk about what we can. Yeah. I love how Joyce knew it was their kids. Like, they oh, were like, fully. there are some kids at the mall. And they're like, whose kids is it? Are you sure it's your kids? Yeah, we're sure it's our yeah, kids. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that, that sounds like something yeah. our kids would do. Mm-hmm. I like how Erica called Murray Bun Man. Yo, Erica Thanks. was so fire in this episode. Mm-hmm. Erica's fire in every episode. Yeah. But this one was also incredible. I like how Dustin was like... I can help you. And they're like, no, you're a child. And he's like, okay, well, the person who you need has this, 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 and this. And I have great news for you. Um, there is someone who has all that. And his name is me. Yeah. I'm like, hi. How are you? You're welcome. I didn't notice the um, first time, like, when we were watching when he stole the car that... I mean, we knew the guy's name was Todd, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize his license plate was Todd Father. Yeah, and you know what? Fully, Respect. Fully did not notice that license plate. Respect. If you were going to have a custom license plate, what would it say? <sighs> See, I would probably, like, name my car and then get my license plate based on, like, what my car's name is. Oh, okay, so, okay, like, okay. when I get a car, at some point I assume I eventually will in my mm-hmm. life. At this point in my life, I do not need one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, I came you up with You just use mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe... Maybe not 10 years ago, but like a long ass time ago, I knew exactly what I was going to name my car. Uh, it, it would have to be a car, though. It couldn't be like anything else because that's how the name works. So, Oh, the, you mean like a sedan? Yeah. Yeah. So my car would be named Fleur Delacar. Oh my god. And I came up with that like years upon years ago. I'm furious because that's kind of genius. I know it is. That'd be a great license plate, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck for life. kind of long, though, so. I don't know yeah. That's fine. Still good. Joyce is, like, hugging Will, and she's like, I'm gonna be okay, you're gonna be okay, but I think what she's doing is convincing herself. That they're both gonna be okay? she'll be okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, like, she just isn't sure. We fully thought that it was Joyce that was gonna die. We had been, I wouldn't call it spoiled, but more like warned. We were warned. Um, that 
it was going to be that somebody, it was going to look like somebody died who was really important. Yeah. And, um, and, but it's like not clear if they actually did based on the after credit scene. Exactly. So we knew it was probably going to be either Joyce or Hopper. And we were convinced it was Joyce up until like. Up Hopper until it went. was Hopper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We really thought it was Joyce. And I was like, oh, this is so sad because. Um, she's we, gonna stand him up again. And she's gonna like talk to her. She's like, Will, I'm gonna be okay. And I'm like, oh, she, they have two, she has two boys. Like. The whole thing, but I liked that moment between Mike and Hopper, um, just because like Mike and Hopper have been through a lot. Like even at the end of season two, when Mike finds out that Hopper was hiding Eleven the whole time, yeah. and he like screams at him and everything. Like Mike and Hopper have really been through a lot, and that's a really good ensemble show. Is when you can pick like two random characters, and they have had like valuable interactions. Exactly. Very cool. Hey, how much money would you pay to see uh, Hopper and Dustin? That would be great. That would be so funny because Hopper would be like, "You are an alien." To yeah. Me. <laughs> Um, Hopper has no respect for anybody else's plans. That is so funny Like, you're like, we figured out this plan, it's gonna be good, just because you didn't make it up doesn't mean it's bad, and then he gets in there and he's like, things aren't working, I'm gonna shoot everybody. Listen, he's such a dad, though, because he's like, um, clearly my plan is the best plan, because yeah. I have to be the one who comes up with the plans, mm -hmm. and Joyce is literally like, someone else can make a plan, mm -hmm. it's okay. They're married. Um, I liked the part where they were driving and then Dustin was, like, screaming, like, turn left now. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember if it was left or right in season two, but, like, when they were trying to get to, like, where Hopper was. Oh, yeah. And they were, like, turn left now. Or maybe it was, like, when Max was driving, I think, actually. Yeah, it was when Max was driving and yes. Steve was injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said, like, turn left now or turn right now. Um, yeah. So that was definitely a parallel there. Um, they're called the Scoops Troop. That, Kate, okay, all of the codenames cracked me up. Bald Eagle. Bald Eagle. And, like, Murray went along with it. Mm -hmm. Like, he let them do that to him. Yeah. He didn't like it, but he went along. He's exactly. like, I don't have time to argue about you. Exactly. Like, with you about this. Then he also called them the Griswold family. I love that. Can you explain that to me? Oh, it's from National Lampoon. Okay. So, um, the one that, like, is the classic is National Lampoon's, I think it's Christmas Vacation? There's Vegas Vacation 2, which is my mom's favorite, but basically it's the most dysfunctional family in the entire world. Okay. And their extended family is a whole mess. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, Chevy Chase. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It feels like this is what Murray trained his whole life for. Oh, fully. Like, in season two, Murray was like, the Russians, the Russians! <laughs> and now, and now he finally gets to, like, go against them, you know? Like, my whole life has led to this moment! I also wanted to say that Murray is a lot more likable this season. Yeah, last season I was, uh, I mean, I still find Murray a little creepy, but I oh, think you're supposed sure. to. Oh, you're supposed to find him a little creepy for sure. Right? He was a lot more creepy last, um, last, uh, I think though. I found him so creepy because he was encouraging two teenagers to, like, get it on, and I was like, um, hello? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I think we talked about this last episode. I don't yeah, remember because it was so many hours ago, but, um, it was definitely, like, I didn't care when it was Nancy and Jonathan, but now it's, like, when a sh it's a I actually care about and they're like two consenting adults I'm like yes and like how many like get together speeches can Murray give them yeah it's like they were like is the audience like gonna pick up on the tension between Joyce and Hopper and it's like guys not only have we picked up on it we feel like we're part of it now mm -hmm. like we see it you don't have to have another character like repeat it over and over and over again. yeah Jopper finally like Joyce is finally like yes I'll go on a date with you don't talk to me okay I won't don't talk to me don't look at me don't touch me I'm upset Murray is dumb, gets the code wrong. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. His whole life led up to this moment, and then he blew it in the last step. I knew that at the very last episode, we were going to find out whether or not Susie was alive, or, like, was actually yeah. like a real person, and we did, and I'm just pleased. Thank you. I mean, whether or not we like Susie is a whole other matter. Susie, 
you're a, you wasted time. Susie, you killed Hopper. Yeah, Billy died because of you also. I mean, like, not really, but still. Yeah, you just, you took too long and it's your fault. Thanks. But you know what? We got to watch that with our own two eyes. And that was a gift to us. It's true. The editing that was like so 80s. That was so funny. I and like it. the memes that have come out of it. Like, yeah. I love art. Mm-hmm. My next note was just, Billy, what are you doing? What do you mean? He's literally, he's sitting outside and he's revving his engine. Oh, yeah, that was weird. And then they go back in the mall and they come out and he's still doing the exact same thing. Like, obviously he's like, like, what What did Will say? Dormant? Yeah, I think he was just like meant to sit there. Yeah. And intimidate them. Yeah. Oh, when Susie and Dustin were singing, there would there would at least be some sort of lag. So I don't think this would work. Also, like it's called science fiction, not science fact. Yeah, it's just when you press the radio, like the whole reason why people have to say over is because if you press it at the same time, then they can't, then you can't hear. Okay, okay, okay. But go with me on this one. Uh-huh. Are you ready? It was edited together to make us think that they were doing a duet, but everyone. Secretly. Everyone else was just listening to Dustin. And, like, the leg. But they couldn't know. But then Susie and Dustin couldn't hear each other. Well, but they were singing so loudly. Would they even have cared? They were just singing over each know. other. I'm trying to. I'm sure, trying. Okay. I thought it was so funny during this as well, though, that, like, the mind flare is fully just, like, chasing them in the background. Yep. The whole time. And they're all just like, huh, just sitting there. Honestly, that was such the, that was a, the right moment for comedy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Max tries to remind Billy of who he is, but he doesn't answer. No. I feel sad for Max, man. I cried when Billy died because Max was so sad. Yeah, I wasn't really worried about Billy. I was sad for Max. I'm sad. I'm I'm sad that Billy died too. I would have loved if and we're going to talk about this in a real quick sec as well, but I would have loved if um Billy had had even more of an um an opportunity for redemption. I don't know. I have a hard time with Billy. I understand that, but I I just feel like if you don't give anybody an opportunity to be better, then no one will ever be better. No, that's that's a fair point, and I definitely hear you on this one. I think it's that I felt like the show was doing that to try and change our minds. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt more, like, ham-fisted than um, anything else. So, I don't know, to me it felt like they were really trying to say, look, he can be a good guy instead of, like, something more organic and of course like I don't know how that could be done differently like maybe I'm just wrong I definitely do not think that what they did redeemed Billy and I don't know if that's exactly what they were trying to do um because what Eleven was bringing back out of him was in the past like it wasn't anything (gasps) it wasn't anything that Billy did in the present right now other than like sacrifice himself for Eleven but that doesn't even really I don't know that that still doesn't really count to me um, because he still like had half a mind flare in his brain or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, it wasn't like a conscious choice that he made to be a better person in the present. It was you like I mean? 11, like pulling that kid full of potential back out. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So it would have been nice if he had lived for us to see like if maybe that did turn him around. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting that. Yeah. So. He seems, I don't know, like super dead to me. Yeah. I think he's dead. Yeah. Which is... um. I'm just sad for Max, honestly. Yeah. Um, I like that Max and Mike, like, are teaming up to help Eleven because they're both, like, the two people who care the most about Eleven in this. Other than Hopper, obviously, but, like, the two friends who are have been with her the most. And um, they've both kind of been at odds, kind of, like, pulling her apart. Yep. Away from each other. And now they're, they are working towards a common goal, which I think is really cool. Why does Billy have to say this weird speech to people every single time that the mind flayer is going to take him? It's weird, right? I'm like, is this a is this a precursor? Like, is is this like you have to? It might be like ritualistic. Maybe I don't know, but um, it's creepy. Yeah. 
So we're actually not wanting to talk about the ending and the time jump in this podcast. Uh, we want to leave that for our long form podcast mm-hmm. when we finally get there. So uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, did you have anything that you did want to say about the ending just really quickly? Oh, just that like, I feel like if it's not obvious, Hopper is not dead. Right. No, there's um, not like just in case anyone is afraid that Hopper's dead. He's not dead. Mm-mm. There's no body. Of course, there was this little clue of not, not the Americans. Like, it, it, Hopper's alive. I don't know how, but he's alive. Mm-hmm. I like that Keith has been um, promoted from the arcade to the video store. Yep. Happy for him. Yep, 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 um, yep. One of the other things that I really liked about that storyline with Keith, or the scene with Keith, was that um, he's supposed to represent, like, the epitome of, like nerd geek right like he was that guy last season and so the fact that robin walks in and isn't just like hi nice to meet you like she she talks about like them being and having been in class together and like she relates to him on like a serious level yep you know and she like convinces him to keep steve but also steve was always talking about going to the movies so i'm like in what world do not have top three favorite movies. <laughs> I feel like but when someone asks you that, sometimes it like makes you feel like you're on the spot and you forget every movie you've ever loved. That's true. Eleven has no powers. What? Did I miss like the cause of that? I think she just used them too much. It was before the car thing. I think it was her taking the mind flare out of her body. Do you think the mind flare like took her powers? I mean, that's possible. I was just really puzzled by this because... That's the last time she used them, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they definitely brought up the brain damage thing. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, but I I don't know. Yeah. So. I guess now she's just a regular kid. Maybe we'll have more thoughts once we go through the whole season with a fine-tooth comb. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If we got something, like, majorly wrong or if we got something majorly right, please tweet us. At the aficionados, because I would like to know. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those, and we also have a survey. It is uh, in the description, just perpetually open. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, too. We also talk about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on that feed. For Riverdale, we've done three seasons. For Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we've done one. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of The 100, you like to talk about that show, too. Um, and we are in the middle of season six Mm -hmm. at this point we've done four five and six and eventually we'll go back so go check us out on that feed if you're a fan of lost we like to talk about that show too we are just sort of in the tail end of season two right now yeah get it tail end (laughs) 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 uh you can follow at the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr instagram youtube but mostly twitter i do work hard on our Tumblr, and uh, I've been posting on our Instagram as well. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because hosting these podcasts is expensive. It's crazy expensive, and we have four feeds. We sure do. Yikes. Um, uh, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Abertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. The next time you'll hear from us on this feed, I know we said this last time, um, but for real this time. The next time you'll hear from us on this feed uh, will be episode 201. It's called Mad Max, and we will be able to do season two with the knowledge of season three. So that's going to be exciting. Oh, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.